Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And it's radio time right now. Let's get started, shall we? Hello. Hello. Love of mine. Hello, you. (laughs) Right, ditto. (laughs) Right back at you, bro. (laughs) So how's your week been, Leia? I don't know. You took off. You took off for a part of it. So <laughs> it was. It felt really weird too, because it was like twenty four hours just of in a different place. You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't it be funny if I poured this wine for myself and not for you? Well, I was <laughs> trying to. Left your, I realized I left forgot to do that before the show. Glass empty. <laughs> if, took mine and drank it by myself. If you remember, uh, listeners, we went to Solvang, California, the the site of the failed live stream from like three weeks ago. And we, when the live stream failed, that allowed Leia and I to actually go out alone. And we went to, what is this, the Consilience? I swear I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't make your live stream fail. No, you, all right. <laughs> uh, Consilience, Santa Barbara County Winery. And we picked up a couple of bottles, but two bottles in particular, which we felt was the, the best wine there called the Purple Beast. This is fantastic. Cheers, so cheers to you. This is so yummy. Good. You just need a uh, cheese plate to go with. Is it this. as good as you remember? Mm. No. Seriously? <laughs> I think it needs to breathe a little bit. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I did a 24-hour turnaround trip, hopped on a plane, flew to Salt Lake City, drove into Heber, Utah, to meet up with uh, Mike Glover from Fieldcraft Survival. There's a lot of stuff going on out in Utah. There's like there Sundance. There's... Uh, Salt Lake City. There's Sips. What's Sips? Yeah. What's Sips? I think it's called Sips. Or is it Swips? Swip? I gotta look it up. I'll tell you, driving out there, nonstop construction. Just, it's either, it's the season for it. It's all kicking off as far as construction goes. But everywhere's like lots of work getting done in Salt Lake. But also in Heber. Heber is kind of outside where they do Sundance and so it's kind of I wouldn't call it an up-and-coming town it's already here but it, there's a lot of new people that are coming in and it was it was really fun to just kind of it was a really short trip so I couldn't really like swig it's called what's swig. swig swig what is that they just make all kinds of sodas oh okay yeah but it was a fun trip we'll talk about it a little bit but can't uh, believe you didn't go there I didn't have time I literally got off the plane, drove until 11 p.m., crashed, woke up at 8. I was at Mike's, shot all day, did a podcast, got back in the car. You didn't do this podcast. Yeah, no, we did not <laughs> because the flight got delayed. I had everything scheduled down to I would be back at home at 10 p.m. last night so that we would still be able to do the podcast, would be able to knock it all out. It was like I just phased in and out of reality for like 24 hours back at at 10 p.m my flight got delayed it didn't board until 11 local time so i landed around 11 ish uh la time and by the time i got home it was almost one and i just i crashed we both just fell asleep i was sick anyway yeah you were sick so this worked out fine because it probably wouldn't worked out for you anyway but no seriously how was how was your week anything no that's it that's it. You were gone. My my the Your whole, whole world. Light. That's 
Just God. Oh, wow. Well, everybody. It was hard for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks, everybody, for clicking on the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast. Oh, no. I did do something interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I went to our mayoral transition mm-hmm. mm. because my friend is now no, lo- no longer mayor. Now no longer mayor. Yeah. yeah. And so you they, better rein it all in because nobody's going to help you at City Hall now. <laughs> they devote the entire meeting to saying goodbye to the mayor. Who yeah. Who is it, mayor for two years. One year. The mayor's a one-year term? I know. He's done a lot, right? It feels like he's been mayor for a long time. He's done a lot. Why is the printer going on? I have no idea. <laughs> what is happening right now? Leia is apparently printing. That's, you know, the printer being the printer being in the podcast studio. Not a great move. So I left early because Josh wasn't home and I had to pick the kids up from their friend's place so that they could be put to bed for their school night. Mm-hmm. And it unraveled. What did? When I left. Oh. Like, I mean, you're talking, this is like a beautiful theater that this is held at. Oh, it's it's at a theater. It's not at it's the at council. It's at the CPA. Oh, wow. Which is, a, which is a very pretty theater. Yeah, well, that's where all the city council meetings are being held Cerritos while they refurbish arts. the uh, council chambers. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, continue. And I mean, there's a lot of people at this thing, mm-hmm. right? Because my friend has done a whole lot for the city. Uh, but... There is a clear division in our city council. Mm -hmm. There are three council members that uh, they see eye to eye on almost everything. So it looks like they're almost colluding. They're Mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But uh, they see things the same way. Then there's the other two that are on the outs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And our city, and most cities do this actually, you elect a city council and the mayor position rotates. Sure. Right. You get nominated to be mayor pro tem. Mm-hmm. Then in the next year, you are supposed to become mayor. Okay. This is a typical rotation. It was it's always been very clear that that is the way it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Right. And one year, there our first Indian mayor. Oh, right. That's our just, first Indian mayor pro tem. Right? right. Where he got snubbed. Yeah. So he got snubbed mm-hmm. to be mayor. And uh, from then on. There's one person left of all of those people who were a party to the snub. Mm-hmm. He has never been mayor because they will not give it to him. Because he made yeah, the right, snub right. happen. He created the snub. So then he goes on a tirade at mayoral transition. Yes. In the public? Yes. Sitting. You didn't tell me this. I'm hearing this for the first time. <laughs> He goes on a tirade about how uh, uh, I think he said it was like partisan what was happening, which uh, honestly, it's not because I think he would have gotten mayor except for then he committed some crimes. Literal crimes. (laughs) Yeah. Against the city. (laughs) Which the district attorney had said, yes, these crimes were committed, but the dollar amount is small enough that it is not worth us pursuing. Right. So he's literally, everybody, the the DA believes crimes were committed. Yeah. Not worth the the resources to try the crime. The Nikes he bought were not worth the, the... 
pursuing. No, he he paid that. It's the uh, use of city resources for his own campaign. Oh, that's, that's a big, big one. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I don't think they're ever going to pass it to him while they're sitting, but mm-hmm. they all leave office in the next uh, election. Okay. Unless they're reelected, which sure. I think two of them will be. Right. And then you have like one wild card mm-hmm. uh, that's going to determine the next majority. Mm-hmm. Right. But he goes on this tirade. And you have to keep in mind that the people in the audience are not just residents. They are literally city council members from a ton of surrounding cities. Oh, so he's airing out laundry. In front of everyone. Right. And... Did you see this? Oh, there's a video. Oh, great. It's okay. on. It's public. If you guys want to look up, I think it's like Cerritos Council Elections or something. And it's under fireworks. <laughs> What's under fireworks? That's what the video is called. Fireworks. Oh, because it's literally because. Transition. <laughs> and it's a picture of fireworks. No. So that people click on it. <laughs> and then. And it's just this council person yes. yelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, hey, there you go. Maybe there'll be a link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's or, or we'll post the link on the uh, the Discord chat of the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast if you guys want to follow us over there. But we do like to kick off the podcast uh, appropriately, kick it off, fully kick it off, fully kicked. Okay. With the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today's Ham Radio Minute is I'm going to talk about the the humble up converter. Okay. So this is kind of a hot button topic here that we're going to talk about, but I love uh, USB power banks. I think you know this. Oh, yes. I always have a USB power bank. I try to give you USB power banks. You don't really use them. You know what the problem is, is they run out of power. See, and that, I just can't get on board with that. Have you seen that TikTok? You have now given me... Two, two things to yeah. charge mm-hmm. my yeah. phone and then something else but it's 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 like it's if you far. charge the power bank it like charges your phone like four times if you think about it like that then the fourth time it doesn't work anymore right and you gotta throw them away it's well, so wasteful i was gonna ask you have you seen that tiktok where it goes you could just charge these things and this is my fourth <laughs> it's like this is like my fifth one and he takes a phone and he throws it on a stack of like 18 other phones <laughs> anyway so, have you seen the laptop guy? It's the same guy. It's the same video, basically. It's the same audio over the top of this. He's a repair, a yeah. technology uh-huh. repair person. He so talked got... about a client that he had Yeah, that was like, uh, you you didn't fix this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it happens over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, okay, I have to ask, are you plugging it in? And the guy's like, it's a wireless laptop. Oh, I shouldn't no. have to plug it in. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I got out of IT. It's was, a wireless laptop. What are you, stupid? Yeah. It's wireless. <laughs> I'm not supposed to have to plug it into any wires. Uh, it's wireless. Yes. <laughs> it's in the name. You're not very good at your job. Uh, yes. You need to go like get some training or something. <laughs> Man, I would painful, be so mad. Painful, so painful. I would be so mad. Well, the downside with the USB power banks is they generally put out 4.5 to 5-ish watts of power. Uh, Not a lot of amperage either. Not many amps that they're pushing, right? So the current is low. But, but, you can go on Amazon and you can buy this thing called an up converter. And what it'll do is it will bump up that 5, call it 5 volts output using a little trimmer pot, which is we know is just a tiny screw. 
using a, a little screw, we can adjust that power up to that of, you know, 12 volts, 13.8, or in my case, with my three band mountain topper, which is a little shy of higher power, I can dial it down to like 10 volts. Mm. And I can take that little, little board, right? Amazon sells six of them for six bucks. What? That's a dollar a piece. It's a dollar a piece. I can wire up a little dongle and I can power my small QRP radios off of a USB power bank. What if the dollar tree was just filled with these? <laughs> just... <laughs> Probably. Now, nothing I'm saying is new or like some kind of novel new thing in the world of amateur radio, except for the fact that like six bucks for six of these, you can just make them have them on hand and at the very least and you're, you're not going to be able to use these with any uh, QRP radios that have a higher draw I think the upper limit of what I've been able to run with it is the ICOM 705 I'd probably put that as probably the, the the part where you wouldn't go much higher than that with that radio though you can you can dip the power down some into the low 12s and still be able to run it without much issue regardless What's really, really helpful with these is if you have a handheld radio, an HT, for example, the Yaesu VX6, that has a 12-volt coaxial plug that you can plug in the side of it. Well, you can just buy the bare lead cable from HRO or Gigaparts or wherever. Yaesu sells just the bare cable with the coaxial plug for like six bucks. So you can just solder that onto this board plug your USB cable into it, and now you can charge your HT on the go. Really, really simple. Use a bit of heat shrink tubing. I used power poles on the connector so that I could swap it out to different things. But it's a really, really handy thing to have when you are traveling, as I often do. So if you don't want to drag out the full solar, you're mainly going to go very low power, then this might work to top off batteries or keep some stuff running that you're going to do some light operation with. It's a thought. I don't know. I'll We'll post a link in the show notes so you can check it out. But it's literally like six bucks for six of these things on Amazon. So it's a hard thing not to have on hand. And hey, think about it this way. You ever have an electronic device that like you don't have the dongle for anymore or the, the power brick? Well, you could just use the up converter to match the voltage you're looking for for the device Check that out. There you go. You can just adjust it to your heart's content. So, hey, maybe that's an option for you as well. Maybe. Leia, would you like to take a test? Mm, right into would it. Would I? Okay. Well, I am on question 17 of 35. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Right Which of the following is most commonly used for single sideband voice, oh, I'm sorry, on the test it says SSB yes. voice communications in the VHF and UHF bands, a double sideband, mm -hmm. B, upper sideband, C, vestigial sideband, or D, lower sideband? And the answer is B, upper sideband. Correct. Which is rare. Actually, because what? I think you're typically supposed to use lower sideband. No. On like 60 and... What was the frequency it gave you? It was HF. VHF, UHF. Oh, VHF, UHF. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's upper, upper sideband. Side yeah. So everything from uh, 20 meters and higher than that in mm -hmm. frequency is upper sideband. Mm -hmm. Everything else is lower. I could be that could be 30 meters too. Actually, I'll look that up, but it's either 30 meters or 20 meters. You use upper sideband and everything else is lower sideband. 
The next question reads, what must you do when powering your house from an emergency generator? Oh, A, plug in your lightning. Disconnect the incoming utility power feed. B, ensure that the generator is not grounded. C, ensure that all lightning grounds are disconnected. Mm -hmm. D, all of these choices are correct. And the answer is A, disconnect the incoming utility power feed. So it's it, it's 10 megahertz. Everything 10 megahertz and higher mm -hmm. is upper sideband. So that's 30 mm -hmm. meters. That's why I, I, I had that tingling in the back of my brain. And everything lower, lower frequency than 10 meters, so like 40 meters, 80 meters, is going to be lower sideband. Okay. The next question reads, what is the voluntary band plan restriction for U.S. stations transmitting within the 48 contiguous states in the 50.1 to 50.125 megahertz band segment? A, only SSTV contacts. B, only digital contacts. C, only contacts with stations not within the 48 contiguous states. D, only contacts with other stations within the contiguous states. I laughed at that. Mm -hmm. Why can you only contact outside of the states? Ask the, say the question again. What is the voluntary ban plan restriction for the U.S. stations transmitting within the 48 contiguous states in the 50... 0.1 to 50.125 megahertz band segment. All right. So there's a key word in there. Voluntary. Okay. So I, thought the, the, I thought all of the band plan. Correct. But I think they're using the term voluntary on purpose. So that specific window is the DX window in six meters, the six meter band. Mm. So we're all supposed to leave that space open for working DX contacts. So so as a, like, U.S. in the 48 contiguous states, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to call CQ on that. You're just waiting for people outside of that area? No, you can call CQ on it. But the people calling back to you need should be DX stations. Mm. That could be Canada, right? It could be. Alaska, right? Hawaii, Hawaii right? Puerto Rico. Now, the thing to keep in mind for this Guam. frequency space, Guam, the thing, yeah, <laughs> you said Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing that's important about this distinction is six meters is, they call it the magic band. It's okay. not, it's not open under any like particular time of day consistently. It randomly opens and when it's open, really long distance communication is possible. It's it's a lot of fun for some people who chase the activity on it, and they'll actually use things like Whisper to do tests to see if it's open or not, what Ooh. they call band opening. And so then when that happens, people will hop on, and they'll very passionately try to make these long-distance DX contacts. And to simplify that as much as possible, that's what these DX windows are for. Okay. So there you go. Uh, do you know all of the uh, U.S. territories and commonwealths? No. Would you like to know what they are? Um, yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. Northern Mariana Islands. Okay. Uh, American a... Samoa. Okay, yeah. Different from the non-American Samoa? Probably. Okay. U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, then there are miscellaneous uh, outlying areas. <laughs> okay. Baker Island. Yeah. Howland Island. Okay. Jarvis Island. Pal Palmyra Atoll. That's a coral reef. <laughs> That's what it says. Uh, Johnston Island, Kingman Reef, Midway Islands, Wake Island. Those are all of the ones that I've mentioned are in the Pacific. Yeah. And they're also prominent. Well, a lot. Wake Island in particular and Midway are prominent scenes in World War II. Mm. Then in the Caribbean, Navassa Island. Hmm. There you go. There you go. So the more you know. Can you make contacts on every single one of those, do you think? I mean, maybe not Midway. I don't think there's a lot of people there. Wake Island, potentially? All of the outlying areas has no permanent population. They're just periodically inhabited by military or scientists. Sometimes so, both. So you need like a scientist that's a ham. Okay. To go to these islands. Mm-hmm. So that everybody can make a contact with them. And you can do a little mini de-expedition. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Would it be a DX if it's like yes. a part of the US? Yeah. It's I'm sure. So Alaska is a DX? Yes. Alaska's a DX. From our point of view, absolutely. What about Hawaii? Yeah, sure. That's easier for us than most though. All right. That's fine. What, what should the impedance of a low-pass filter as compared to the impedance of the transmission line into... What? What should the be the impedance of a low-pass filter as compared to the impedance of the transmission line into which it is inserted? A, twice the transmission line impedance. B, about the same. C, substantially higher. D, substantially lower. Hmm. B, about the same. About the same. I got that wrong. How many watts of electrical power are used if 400 VDC is supplied to an 800 ohm load? A, 200 watts. B, 400 watts. C, 3200 watts. D, 0 0.5 watts. The answer is 200 watts. I did not get that right. <laughs> It was uh, it was a tie in my head between the two. The math you went with the zero yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have though. I know better than that for test taking. But whatever. That's it for me. Okay. Today. So what was that? Four right. Oh no. What? <laughs> I think I only got like two right. Oh or, or no. Maybe three right. Well, man, you. I really tanked it there. You you covered that well. Big reminder to everybody. Hey. If you want to learn along with Leah, check out hamstudy.org. That's what Leah is using for her practice tests. And what's cool about that is the more tests you take, the more information, metrics you get. Hams love metrics. And it'll tell you the sub-elements you're not doing so great at. That way you can go in there, focus on that, take more practice tests. For you technicians, I just dropped a new video series on updating the test pool for preparation for the new questions that were just released that'll be good through 2006 so you don't have you got lots of time but at the same time why would you want to wait to join this interesting and amazing hobby so get started on that soon 
If you enjoy the written word, then we like the Gordon West test prep books that are available on Amazon. Those are available via links we have in the show notes. And we also recommend the Fast Tracks to Your Ham Radio License books that are on Audible. And those books and audiobooks cover both Technician, Extra, and your general license. So it's a great time to get started now. You don't have much time left, but Extra in April is still going on. So if you don't have your license, get it. And if you have your Technician, consider upgrading to General. And if you really want to go for it, try to wrap up your Extra by the end of the month. That would be awesome. That would be. Yeah. So join the conversation by leaving a review for our podcast on the Apple podcast platform and or emailing us at leia@hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Unfortunately, though, Leia, no reviews this womp week. Womp. This week so. Maybe next week there'll be one for can us. We can we get a womp womp sound so like Do I have to a... express sadness? Because I feel like even when I say womp, <laughs> womp sad. No. No. No, it doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's what I've got. Sorry about that. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go. go. For I shall fear no Let's man go. of peace. One go. foot after Come the on. other. For I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Indeed. Well, this week's preparedness corner is about how I'm sick. Oh. And what I got started out as what felt like a stomach bug. Mm -hmm. And then developed into like a runny nose and congestion. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I started to get what felt like an ear infection. Oh. And apparently that is a new, like, series of symptoms for uh, uh, one iteration of, like, the cold or flu or something like this that. This new fast-paced world that we live in. I don't, you know, is it just that... We're also conscious now. We as a population used to just power through illness, right? Yeah. Like absolutely. people would be sick, still go to work. Kids would be sick. Their parents would give them Tylenol, still send yeah. them to school. We get hopped up on Dayquil and go to work. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, nobody was paying attention to their symptoms because we immediately medicated them to move on with our days. I mean, we were the walking wounded a lot of the time. But yeah, absolutely. We all just pushed through it. And now we're just also conscious of all of the symptoms that we have, which brings me to the topic of the preparedness corner this okay. week. Okay, and is and it is if there was a new panoramic. Oh, how prepared would you be? Probably okay. more prepared than we were this last round, for sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, do you think? Mm-hmm. That if, and keep in mind, like as somebody who followed the um, the the COVID situation very early on. Yes. And watched what was going on in China, saying to myself, there's no way the U.S. would lock down. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. locked down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. I would have told you then, no way. Today, 
I feel like half of the population is wanting to go back into lockdown. They're like, we want to just remote work. Can we please? I don't want to leave my home. Right. <laughs> Can right, we right, just? Right, right. I'm fine. Some are. Some are have never left the lockdown. <laughs> some are still there, locked down. So in terms of a new panoramic, mm -hmm. I think everybody is much more prepared. Sure. And would actually, well, half the population anyway, would be much more willing to just be like, yeah, I'll go in lockdown. I saw my Peloton from last time. <laughs> I got to like... get that back off the roof. <laughs> Put it up there to store it. <laughs> So part of the survival plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would you have done differently in terms of preparedness? Like, so you're hearing inklings of there being here. I'll tell you what the potentially new uh, new pandemics are. Okay? I um I would have I would probably I've, I've been actually thinking about changing up my office to get a sit stand desk in there. That's that's what you were thinking? Yeah, because if I'm going to lock down, I need to stand up more. I didn't stand up enough. Okay. <laughs> that's solid. Um, I think we need to have a larger store of masks. Uh, yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know. See, it's, it's so I weird. don't know that we needed, like, KN95 masks necessarily. I, I think that regular surgical masks would have worked. I like in in large quantities. I guess here's here's my thing, right? And, and this is not me saying masks work or they don't work. To be honest, this is it doesn't matter from my point of view. It really doesn't. When we were locked down, we didn't need masks. Mm -hmm. When we were walking around outside, we didn't need masks. The streets were empty, right? Yeah. What we had that a lot of people didn't have is we had a pretty decent amount of food. Yes. And other things on hand mm -hmm. that prevented us from having to go to where the people are. That's right? true. So the biggest thing you could, if you're really worried about a pandemic or, hey, not even a pandemic. If you're worried about being snowed in like my dad was in this last winter storm. Yeah. Right. Just have more food. Just just have the mm -hmm. things you need. Don't do the paper towel thing and the toilet paper like everybody went nuts over. It's the food. It's always going to be the food. And having a reliable source of water. And when I say water, I mean, don't trust the government. Have a solution for filtering water. Yeah. Not boiling it. Well, I that, mean, that just happened in Philadelphia. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 takes, that takes way too long. Have a way to filter water that works, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. I don't care. There's lots of options on the market. The same, what's really funny, it's like all roads come back to the staples of what do humans need? Food, water, shelter. Yeah. Right? If you're if, if you are in a situation where it doesn't even matter, really, if you think about it, earthquake, snowed in, hurricanes, hurricanes a bit different, uh, a pandemic, you're not going to be around people if you don't if you don't have to be. So what do you need? Food, water, shelter. That's the primaries. They always focus on the primaries. OK. Uh, did you know that until recently there wasn't. A licensed vaccine for Ebola. Yes, I did know that. It feels like uh, they just really didn't take that one seriously. Is that what they're giving whole, us in the booster now? There's, <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole movie about this disease <laughs> that was terrifying. Uh, what was outbreak? Was that outbreak? Yeah, 
Uh, Mar- With Marcel the monkey. Marburg virus. Marburg virus. Marburg. Uh, causes similar symptoms to Ebola. Uh, contacts through blood, bodily fluids, or tissues of infected people. Mm-hmm. Mm, but very deadly. Kills about uh, 88% of the people it infects. That's worse than Ebola. Right. So there was... I think Isn't an, Ebola like 75%? Uh, I don't know. Okay. It didn't, let me see. I can look it up while you continue. I can't. I can't tell. Uh, there was an outbreak in Uganda in 2017. There were only three cases, and they all died. That was a Marburg virus. Oh, the mortality rate is 90%. I mean, that's from one sample size. Oh, oh, okay. Fatality rates can vary strongly from 25% to 90%. It'll depend depend on the outbreak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, F that. Um, The Nipah virus, which is a distant cousin of the measles. Wait, are you just going through viruses? Or are you going through ones that people think are going to happen? Is that what... Oh, these are the top 10 most likely to be the... Oh, okay. All right. It can kill up to 75% of the people it infects. Mm -hmm. uh, And it has frequent outbreaks in Southeast Asia. Wow. Uh, Emerged in 1998. Creates brain swelling. See, the thing... and. I don't want to turn this into a political thing because it, that serves no purpose. But there's always going to be some contingent of the population that just doesn't believe what's happening is happening. That's true. And they could be right. It's true. They could be right. I'm saying future situations. I'm not talking about COVID. I'm not bringing any of that up. That serves no purpose right now. There's always going to be a contingent of the population that goes, that can't happen to me. That's one. Right. Or two, I don't believe what the government is telling me. Mm. So that's the exact reason. Now more than ever. I feel like I am in that group. I don't believe anything the government tells me right now. Fine. But just if you understand that, like if that's human nature, right, then the best thing you can do is just like be prepared in case you just need to take a time out from society for a while. Until the government requires standing legislators to have within the last five years been a part of the workforce either as like business owners Mm -hmm. actually running the business or as employees of a business right i no longer trust them everybody again the legislators if within the last five years they have not held a job and had to (laughs) do any work other than legislating i do not trust them i have held that belief forever like career politicians yeah the worst that are making like laws or proposing laws that one they don't understand right because they've never worked in a business and so they're just getting fed information so they're they're basically doing it for votes and i i honestly believe they should all be also required to become uh tax preparers so that they understand the tax code. Because every time these people try to pass any changes that are like beneficial one way, punitive another way, they do not understand how taxes are actually calculated. Right. And all of the different nuances of the tax code and how almost every time their efforts to regulate something. It only hurts the little guy. Every time. It almost always goes against what they think they're doing yeah right like that and then it just makes the tax code more and more complicated to the point where your taxes are asking you if you owned farmland in like (laughs) at any point in the year it's Mm -hmm. like okay 
because there's obviously special tax codes for farmland. Uh, did you install solar panels at your house, right? Mm -hmm. Did you buy or sell cryptocurrency? And I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling like this is none of your business anymore. <laughs> like, So this might be interesting to you. Did you have a pap smear this year? <laughs> oh, that's a thing, right? No, don't oh. ask that. There was something about that recently. Okay, it doesn't matter. So did you know? Like, so this goes back to my human nature thing. Um, I don't identify with doing taxes. Okay. Right. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so the whole politics, humans involved, some people just won't trust what anybody tells them. True or not true. Right. They could be right. I'm not even arguing that point. Here, here's, I will read you a, uh, a title of an article from the Stanford News. Okay. For Renaissance Italians... Combating the Black Plague was as much about politics as it was science, according to Stanford Scholar. So part of the reason that the bubonic plague spread the way it did... Distrust in the government. ...was politics. And people who were, for various reasons, unwilling to trust people telling them to stop doing this because this is what's causing it to spread, right? Now... Of course, we know back then science was a completely different thing. Very, very young uh, pursuit, right? So they just didn't know much better. But there's echoes of that in all outbreaks, yes. right? It's it's more of a, a human issue than it is any one outbreak. I'm going to argue that we actually need people to doubt. Sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. there should absolutely be people who believe mm -hmm. and people who doubt right because y the only way any government stays honest mm -hmm. is if people are allowed to question it I, I think i think that's very yeah that's very apt i mean that's to, kind of the problem with china right to, now <laughs> uh, to to there being a totalitarian type of a regime yeah uh, totally a fun read if you guys are into zombies and you haven't read this i don't know how you are one into zombies and you haven't read this the actual book for daisy not the brad pitt movie the book in that book the israelis are the ones that basically kind of figure things out really quickly and in their political system there's one guy who's kind of supposed to not one person but there's if everyone is going one direction like mm -hmm. if there's a movement of the politic to go, we're all in agreement. We're mm -hmm. all going to do this. And you need someone, a Harry Styles. Someone. What? Okay. What's a Harry? I don't get the reference. Okay. <laughs> go on. Is this a high school musical thing? <laughs> someone is supposed to stand up and take the other side and go research the other side of the argument. If everyone is agreeing. Because the fact that everybody in the room is agreeing, that could very quickly lead you to the to you know a really bad outcome if everyone is wrong right? right and it turns out that one guy he uncovers something about the situation that is what allows israel to kind of defend themselves Ooh. it's really it, it's it's a it's a pretty good book so for me mm -hmm. i realized that i need to be much better about growing a oh, garden. world war z not daisy did i yeah. say daisy uh -huh. that's a game world okay. war z uh i i must i have to be much better about uh growing a garden it's ready for you i built the planters i'm not ready for it yeah i get it but yeah well hey we went through a super rainy we have went through a super well i have seeds 
well, they got to grow. You got to put them in the ground to grow. We have a really long growing season though, so it's okay. Oh, right. You keep you keep coming up with excuses. Yeah. You keep doing it. But that. definitely uh, more gardening. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I feel? I don't keep enough like ready use rice on hand. I always kind of assume that the big bag of rice is going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we have obviously like long storage rice, mm-hmm. but I don't want to break into that. That that was kind of the mental game when this was all going on. It's like you're do losing I, the battle. Do the I break lit. into the things that I I stored for long term preparedness? Is it time? Right, right. Is you this, know what is I mean. This a signal that this is, yeah. Because there was a period of time where it was really hard to get rice in our Rice community. was hard. Yeah. yeah. And so there's, uh, I think I need like a a break into if, like break thing glass into, if emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many days without rice have you been? It's <laughs> like, <laughs> a little whiteboard. <laughs> It's like the accident sign. There have yeah. been zero days since the last accident yeah. on the factory floor. Um, otherwise, so one of the things I did, I canceled our, we used to subscribe to um, What the Crap, which is a uh, eco-friendly. Toilet paper. Right. And I I actually canceled it because the toilet paper is made in China. Hmm. Whereas the U.S. produces a large amount of toilet paper here. So it was loaded with COVID. N- no, no. We were wiping not. ourselves no, to immunity. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, my God, stop. <laughs> uh, but I th- I decided to go with a U.S. company Okay. For uh, for a toilet paper subscription. Yeah. And then what else? I will say that that was one aspect of the pandemic that we did not deal with because of that delivery service we never wanted for toilet paper or so much toilet we had we were giving toilet paper to yes. people yeah yeah yeah. you want to look at how magnanimous we are <laughs> <laughs> <With> <laughs> <toilet>. you peasants <laughs> here you go enjoy our wealth we're just spreading it around here you go uh the other thing is i bought too much i like too much food that that was going to go bad before like, we could have even used it during the oh interesting uh, yeah. okay huh well there you go so that's i've got to be better about the uh the food storage game okay i can see that world war z written by max brooks okay son of yeah mel brooks wow the director. Yes. Son of. Yeah, like Spaceballs. Yes. Yeah. The Got kids it. really like that movie. I bet they did. <laughs> that, that's right up there. So I grew up watching Spaceballs on television. Okay. Meaning it was censored for television. Oh, no. I didn't realize that there is some stuff in there that's like, oh, Edison probably shouldn't have saw that. No, he's going around saying balls. <laughs> oh, that was always going to be. That's in the title. They yeah. can't <laughs> cut that out. All right. So that's a, those are my post panoramic thoughts. And if I was going to 
a real do it all over again tour of the memory lane there yeah so okay so the show topic all right today so today's is discussion the topic of today's show is gentlemen let's get down to business so the show topic for today is the layered approach to ham radio when mike glover and i were talking about my trip that you know, just wrapped up here yesterday. He had a couple of things that he wanted to talk about, different video ideas. We shot a bunch of video and did a podcast. So hopefully you'll see that soon. Fieldcraft Survival, by the way, on YouTube, if you're interested. And they have a Instagram and many other things that this is probably going to come out in in different forms. But a couple of things were family emergency planning for communications, mobility radio, mobility communications. And those started... The more I thought about it, the more I, like, applied the gear I have, the more I thought about, like, people starting out, you know, what they might have gear or what they might be interested in, the more I realized, like, there's often times where you've you've likely got good enough on hand or you have a couple of radios, and, and by a couple I mean, like, a VHF, UHF radio you like. Maybe it's a handheld and then maybe you have like an HF radio, and that could be QRP or something else. Uh, so the idea here is to like layer your capabilities. So VHF, UHF, th this is an easy one, right? What I what I did, and, and part of one of the videos was to talk about how, well, hey, I got this VHF, UHF radio, and I can throw it on my backpack, and I take it with me, and I, I leave the stock antenna on it. And that's good enough when I'm just kind of hiking around, right? So then when I get to where I'm going and my mobility, I'm not going to be walking around, right? I'm going to be stable, sitting, quiet, you know, whatever, not moving. Um, I'm like, okay, well, now I can put up a J-pole antenna. So instead of having like a separate higher power VHF, UHF radio, I can extend the capability of that VHF, UHF radio pretty easily by just putting up a J-pole antenna, hanging it from a tree. Or maybe you have one of those telescopic vertical antennas I've talked about that I really like. Like those, those work great. Those are a perfect way to just add a layer of, call it a semi-permanent base station into your kit. Let's say I'm done with my hike. I'm going to hop in my car. Maybe it's a rental car. I'm on trip. Or maybe I'm borrowing a car. Or maybe I just don't like the idea of having a permanent VHF, UHF antenna fixed to my car. I've got a little mag mount now with a BNC connector on the top, and I can take my signal stick antenna off of my handheld radio if I was putting it on my backpack, and boom, I can put it on the car. So then you're thinking maybe, okay, well, now I want to get into HF. Well, what does that look like? Well, if it's emergency purposes, maybe you don't necessarily jump right into HF. Maybe you take that same handheld and you add something like a, a digi-rig, for data communications, for your connecting to your phone, for doing APRS or WinLink, or maybe you get yourself a Mobi-linked TNC4. So now you've added a layered capability on top of, again, I'll call back again to that Yesu VX6 because it's a really simple radio to use in this case where you can just add capability to it. But okay, so you want to go into HF. Well, there are a ton of really good QRP radios out there. Uh, <laughs> this would be one of those situations where if you're looking for a semi-emergency prep-friendly uh, QRP radio, the Yaesu 818 has a lot going on, so it's kind of a bummer I can't point people to it because it's all banned. I would say, hey, 
The 705 might be a good option because it's VHF, UHF, but and in addition to HF, so you get all the capabilities, and, and that's even more of a layered approach because now you've got your HT, which does what the 705 will do too, but the 705 adds a ton of extra features on top of that. But go with something simple. It could be like a G90 or it could be a 6100, getting on the cheap side. You could go with a Lab 599 as far as like a layered approach because what can you do then? Well, you can do the same thing. You can start the radios up. You can use a digi rig or similar device to connect to the radio to your computer and you can get added capability and functionality out of that. But HF goes a lot deeper than just the radio, right? Because if you're talking single sideband, let's just say that's what you're interested in. Voice, maybe CW. But for HF, for me, the, the largest layering that occurs is not so much what the radio can do, but it's more on the antennas and how you power it. So just a couple of things that I talked through with Mike and discussed when we went a little bit deeper on some of this stuff. I like to bag up a lot of the antennas I use more often when uh, I'm going to go out, whether I'm with the family and it's going to Bag be them up? Like in a pouch. Oh, okay. What do you, what do you think of I me, mean, like a grocery bag? I keep my old bread bags. <laughs> Pro tip. And those little plastic closure enclosures, you definitely do that. I like to twist tie my, my antennas <laughs> to lock in the freshness. No, I, I like to put them in little pouches and then label the pouches or have a transparent pouch where you can see what's inside. And, and my, my layering, if you will, I kind of go a couple of routes. I usually have one or two end feds in, in different pouches. So I can just grab one and go, you know, case in point, it's like a Pactena. Pactena is a really nice antenna because it's versatile, meaning I can put the transformer somewhere and then use coax to connect to, connect to the radio and then run the the wire out in some direction. Uh, I have a lot of K6ARK antennas because the connector's right on the, the sorry, the transformer is right on the antenna connector so that you can kind of mount that anywhere so long as like you're outside. Like sometimes if I know I'm going in a cold environment, mm -hmm. I'll often want one with really thin coax so that I can at least snake it through like a window mm -hmm. so I can sit inside when I'm operating, that kind of thing. That's not how Kark wants it though. No, I, well, I know, but... Um, Kirk so, wants you outside. Right. So I always put a K6ARK <laughs> antenna in my my uh, my radio bag as a fallback antenna all the time. So I always have something. But when you grab an NFED, it's always nice to have like a little piece of coax to go along with it, particularly the thinner ones for something like a Pactena. And that's how George sells them is they usually you can get the, the thinner coaxes with him. Uh, for my KX2, I am generally carrying the AX1 with it, which is an antenna that's also made by Elecraft. But there are a couple of other vertical antennas on the market. There, Actually, there's a ton. Wolf River Coils. Uh, there is the MFJ1 that we've talked about. There's a multitude of vertical antennas. The key point here, though, and again, this is why you need a pouch. Sometimes the antennas are a little bit too long and they won't fit in a standard size pouch, but you also need to make sure that you have the appropriate kind of space for all the radials you need. You can likely ditch the stock radial if they come with one and add your own, and I highly recommend you add lots of wires if possible. Even on QRP, it will help, I promise. And then, you know, if I'm going to be in a car or traveling where I've got more cargo space, you know, the DX Commander Expedition is the one that I like to to add to the mix. So what have we done? We've got a lot of antennas here that can handle up to 100 watts, but 
we're just using QRP as an example. So you take your favorite QRP radio. You're mobile in the sense you're in a car. Maybe you have a DX Commander or a larger NFED in your vehicle. It lives in there. But when you go backpacking, maybe you've got the AX1 or a K6 ARK NFED that goes in your backpack with you, super lightweight. And so now you've got a layered approach for antennas. Maybe you're going to do a soda. This is robust. Soda. No, it's just the concept of like layering, right? That, that there are, um, you, you don't necessarily need like a ton of different radios. You just need different ways of looking at how to get the capabilities out of that radio. A lot of the time for HF, it's, it's always going to be antennas. So I put a lot of focus on that. And again, pouches are really, really good for keeping them separate so you can kind of follow what you're going to do with it. Now, as far as power options, this is where many people will have really different opinions here when it comes to powering their ham radios. One of the reasons why the Lab 599 Discovery never really grabbed me like it has for many people, which I, I get. I think it's a cool radio. I'm not taking anything away from it. But I don't like having a bunch of extra things that I've got to carry around because you take that radio, it's super small, and then you got to remember, oh, but I need a battery to go along with it. That's why I'm generally always grabbing either the KX2 if I want to be really portable or the 705 because they have internal batteries. Ooh. They're internally charged. And now with both of those radios, right, so both the KX2 and the 705, I just need to get it 12 volts into the body, and it will recharge the battery. So going back to my up converter from the the ham radio minute from earlier in the show when i go to sleep at night i can plug that radio into a usb battery bank recharge the internal batteries come back to it in the morning and hey it's back up and running it's ready to go and because it's qrp it's not going to use that much power to begin with so for me powering the radio is usually first and foremost an internal battery and then i will add layered approaches to batteries as i need so if it's a day hike, maybe I forego a bio-NO battery and I just go with the USB option for, you know, charging the little bit I need to either keep my HT going or keep my 705 going in the field. If I'm going to be camping out somewhere, you better believe I'm going to be laying out some uh, solar panels. But that's the layered approach to, you know, what am I going to be doing how and and what are my what's my calm plan? You know what it's like. It, it's no wonder that so many people get out to wherever it is they're trying to operate from, and realize that they don't have something that they need. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's just so many different and, components. And here. here's here's the big tip I have with all this stuff. Whatever it is that you're doing, right? These are my big big tips. So my 705 and, a K and the KX2 live in a bag, their own bag, that has all the things they need to function, right? So it's got the power cable, it's got the mic, it's got a key. If I use a, use a, if I use a USB cable, that's in the bag. K6ARK antennas often also in one of those bags. So I could just deploy from there. But then if I'm talking about my solar panel, well, the solar panel is good but what does a solar panel often need a charge controller some kind of box that will allow you to plug other devices into it for those devices to get a charge well i don't want to have a a third bag that i put the charge controller into so i generally gravitate towards solar panels that have a pouch of some kind on it and then i put the charge controller in the pouch so when i grab the power layer for 100 watts, if you will, that's a solar panel, I know that everything's in there that I need. Okay. Right, so I can take it out. 
right? Yeah. So I'm adding the layer of more power. So if I have more power, that means I can run something that draws more power, like my 7100, the Jerry, you know, the Jerry box, or the 7300, my Go box. It, it depends on the situation. But everything I just said applies to still this simple QRP setup, right? So you're not buying a bunch of radios. You're buying a couple of antennas for different purposes, and maybe you're buying uh, a couple of different, maybe a solar panel, maybe scale up to like a 45 watt, even a hundred watt foldable, something along those lines. And the batteries that are going to be dependent on how long you think you're going to be out there and how long you need to be sustainable in that situation. So as always, you can always charge off your car too. That's a thing that like, you know, people sometimes forget is when you're driving out to wherever you're going to and from, you can use different devices to just charge your battery off of your car, your car's alternator. And that'll keep things topped off when you're ready to hop out and do whatever you need to do as you're running around. Maybe you're doing a, I don't know, a, a road trip or something along those lines. Really good idea to just have some kind of plan or device in place to power off of a vehicle. And maybe that also lives in a pouch that lives in your backpack because... I don't know, maybe you're going to rent a car or you're going to ride in someone else's car. So you can just say, hey, can I use your 12-volt you know, socket? Boom, there you go. Now, last but not least for layering, this is something that came out from the discussions with Mike over, the, over this uh, last trip I did. But your comms plan. So this is a really interesting... Every time you see Mike, you come back talking about comms plans. Well, no, it, it's, it's nothing new. I don't think it's really new. But um, I, think, I think with Mike... Well, I don't, I don't want to share anything really that's going to come out in the videos, but I think the important thing is, so let, let's, let's just compare and contrast. Mike, special forces, retired special forces, mm -hmm. a uh, decorated soldier, right? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Makes a lot of content or has made a lot of contents, content on, online with like firearms, right? Sure. I don't think it's a surprise to tell anybody, but guns sell themselves. Right. The the world of no, firearms. No, that is not what I know about guns. Guns do all kinds of things by themselves. <laughs> they they okay. shoot people. No, you're you're joking, but you know what yeah. I'm going with that, right? <laughs> guns are completely different from everything else in that they have a mind of their own. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but with firearms, like that is sexy. Like when you make a video on like a firearm, there's you have just an inbuilt inbuilt community of people that are like super interested in seeing guns and and that whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Ham radio is not sexy. Like we say ham sexy, but we all know secretly that's a joke. Like to us, the people that are already really really into it, maybe I don't know. Maybe you get get a little funny feeling. I don't know, um, but. There I think are... that depends on like how you feel about highly intelligent people. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to turn this into a thing. Where I'm going with this is that the comms planning aspect of radio is not sexy, right? Having you, like I'm telling you, dear wife, Leia, I want you starting at 7 a.m. every three hours to hop onto 146.520 and monitor for 10 minutes every day for emergency traffic that's not as fun as like leia my dear wife we're going to go out every day to the range and we're going to see if we can improve our our accuracy mm. you know what i mean right so notice how you can do one from home but not the other well, yeah you know? i i know what you care about <laughs> but just the general audience right the the comms plan aspect of this is actually really an interesting discussion that that took a couple of different rabbit holes that we went down 
There are uh, lots of ways you can prepare a comms plan, and there's a layered approach to this as well. There is the layer of the least resistance for those who may have no idea what the heck you're talking about. Well, guess what? They get an FRS radio from Walmart, right? There's your layer. Okay. You tell them, you, you, you write on whiteout pen on the side of it, channel six only, or I don't know, maybe you lock it to channel six or something like that, right? That's their limit, right? That's that's what you can get out of them. And then as you work with people more, your layers can change. So if I were telling you, hey, I'm going to go on a hike, I expect to be out you know, there the whole day, I'll be beaconing APRS, and I'll try and check in with you at 2 o'clock p.m. or something like that, right? Okay. So there's a plan there. That's a comms window of some kind, whether that's going to be on radio or I'm going to use my radio to send you a text message or something along those lines, right? But the layering is not just you, you dear listener listening to me right now, and the things you can put in pouches like I just kind of talked about, but it's also going to be how you can interoperate with people if, you know, now we're, we're talking MCOM here, right? that layering is going to be up to their capacity to be able to be a part of that layer. Right. That's the thing that I, I kind of, we, we haven't. So don't be friends with dummies is what you're saying? No, it's not that. It's just, <laughs> you, you're going to have to have an honest conversation with yourself and an honest conversation with others about how far down the rabbit hole do they want to go. Like Leia, you're probably not my contact. That's going to be the one that I'm going to make a JSA call HF contact to, right? Are you calling me a dummy? No, I'm saying <laughs> you don't know how to do that right now. And, and up till now you've shown no interest in doing that. Right. So it would be, it would it would it would not serve me a lot of value if I have to leave right now to say and oh by the way Leia I'll be monitoring JSA calls send me your messages there you're I gonna be like a what out. now a what I could figure it out probably but if there was no power and no well, internet I've got the disc oh uh, no that's why I said no internet <laughs> right, right, right. no admins to help you out right uh, but you know who would be is like you know my admins I'd say hey I'm I'm gonna be in an area can't trust Leia she doesn't know how to do JSA call. Uh, so you you guys, I'm going to try and put you in my contact list to to be you a contact if something that's goes down. That's rude. It's rude. But that's, the, but that's an honest conversation you have to handle, you know, with what your emergency communication looks like. If it's just you putting things in baggies and putting it in the garage and you go do parks on the air and you go do summits on the air, that's great. It's a lot of fun. I'm not taking anything away from that. But if you consider that a squared away emergency plan or that you're capable to be emergency ready, even though you have no coordination with Aries, you have no small group of people or large group of people that you can interoperate with in a practice, well, then your layer of functional communication is also going to be a bit thinner. Right. The adding of layers in the court in the case of emergency communications is going to be whom can you trust to work with you on? Whom is going to be available and is willing and is technically capable of being able to do the things you want to do at the appropriate times of day on the appropriate frequencies using the appropriate modes of communication? Right. So there's that was a really big layer that or uh, layered approach that we hit upon that I thought was uh, really fun because. I've definitely worked through in my head that having that um, I don't know how to do JSA call. Oh apparently. yeah, I That's... go. You know, like sometimes you're like, Josh, why can't you go to sleep at night? You just you, you just toss and turn all night. Keeping you up, this huh? is keeping me up. Leia doesn't know how to do JSA call. And for some <laughs> reason, I've got to evacuate 
without the family? <laughs> How's she going to communicate with me off grid? You know, those are those are the things that keep me up at night. Well, I didn't know that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go learn it right now. Go, yeah, go pull up my video. Okay, turn off the podcast. No. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so just think about that kind of stuff. As far as it's not just layering your approach to ham radio, but then layering how you want to use ham radio, both the functionalities that the radio you bought probably already has. How do you leverage that? What do you need to get the most out of it? And then spec that we're talking antennas here spec that based on what you're doing so if you're going to be man portable vehicle portable or you're just at home or you need a field expedient emergency antenna and then once you got all this stuff what are you supposed to do with it if it summits on the air parks in the air great knock yourself out that's really easy you've got a built-in network of people they're communicating with but if it's going to be like practical emergency planning well what are the layers that are uh, going to be involved to you making what some kind of contacts yeah, so I don't know. Think about it like that. All right, guys? Love to hear your thoughts on this one in the emails next week. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome to the email correspondence towers. I hit up the, the post office, so we'll take a quick little pause uh, at the at the physical meal mail depot. The physical meal. The physical meal depot. There, there were QSL cards. Got the QSL cards. Thank you for everybody who sent those, but uh, nothing to report on that front for no, uh, nothing for the podcast. So uh, also I was traveling, so I didn't check yesterday or the day before. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. We'll check for next week. But that means we're going to head right over to the voicemail annex, the place you can go if you would like to speak your email to us instead of having Leia read it. And Leia, how would someone voicemail us? You can call 562-334-2389. And away we go. Before we away we go, actually, I want to note... The timeout for the voicemail is like three minutes or so. Yes. It's kind of like a repeater. So just know that like you may not get prompted if it cuts you off and you're mid-sentence. Just call back. You no, know, I know. Call back. But I'm just letting everybody know that like it's fine if you have like a six-minute story you want to tell. There's no problem with that. Just I would hate for you to get all the way through the story and go, wait a second, they cut me off. And then you don't know when it happened. So cut off is about three minutes. Just FYI. So away we go. go now. Away we go. We're, are we not going? Away we go, Leia. What is this connected to? Leia, away we go. Uh, oh, I see what's happening. You're connected to our neighbor's shower speaker. Uh, amazing. Hey, Leia and Josh. This is another Vermont correspondent, Noah. KC1NWN. Hey, NWN. Wait for it. Flash AE. Ooh. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, she lost it again. I did. Uh-oh. What's happening? I don't know. It's not letting me play. What crazy technical difficulties. I will pause. I guess I didn't give you enough time to wait for it. Um, no, we, we, we got it. Go well, ahead. yeah, you're woodworking, coffin building, uh, Burlington, Vermont correspondent. Amazing woodwork, by the way. Studied for two weeks straight, all in, in the wood shop, out of the wood shop, listening to 
YouTube videos in the car, reading Gordo's book. Nice. Uh, all ham, no spam, taking practice <laughs> test after practice test uh, with ham study. And yesterday at 7 o'clock in the Red Cross with Ooh, the Red four Cross. administering VEs Fancy. just kind of hanging around watching me. No I pressure. passed my extra test. Congratulations. Huge again. congratulations. You know, coming from a guy that studied analytic philosophy and poetry. Whoa, that, that is stuff interesting. Was hard as hell. Humanity's um, master. But thanks for putting out the challenge. I know I'm a little late. I got extra in, in April rather than by April. But uh, yeah. Still counts. Thank oh, you no. for everything. Um, and I will be listening to the podcast this weekend and uh, next week. Following the Discord. And I guess, uh, yeah, that's it. I never know how to end voicemail. Um, oh, yeah, Josh, hope, hope you're enjoying the Knock Knock shirt. I right. am. Thank 73. you, sir. Hey, thank you so much, Noah. You're a good Noah. I took uh, and I took by April, and I can see how you meant like before April, but I meant like I, I think that meant by the end of April. That's how I took it. But yeah, it's very you're magnanimous. You, of you made it. You made it. All right. Thank you so much, Noah. And congrats again. Net control. This is Kilo Echo Eight Lima Juliet Lima. This is Ronnie here in Morgantown, West Virginia, hey, calling to check in with the, uh, with the, uh, oh, what are we calling this here? The uh, voicemail net. Oh, hold on a second. I am being handed a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, FCC. No. Certificate of successful completion of examination. Oh. 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 Ooh. Uh, permission for call sign change. It is now K-E-8-L-J-L slash A-G. Congratulations. Congratulations, Ronnie. Oh, Leia That's right, Leia. Oh, got it. Uh, it is uh, April 15th. I just got my uh, general license. Time is ticking. Oh, thank Josh, you. keep on her. <laughs> That's all I've got. This is KE8LJL slash AG. Clear. Congratulations. Oh, thank you for your voicemail and congratulations again. Very exciting. And thanks for the pressure. You know. Yeah. Can't I can't say no pressure because it's on. It's like uh, hey, HRCC, Leah and Josh. This is Alabama Andrew here. Hey, Alabama, Alabama Andrew. Alpha Papa Delta. Uh, just calling in. I finally got to catch up on uh, the podcast and um leah i know i said the extra test was hard but it really isn't um it was just hard for me because i had multiple things on top of it besides studying like you know the garden uh i got pulled for promotion so i'm having to fill out a resume and take a bunch of promotional classes to better my chances and also uh study the extra on top of that it, it just made things tougher so um that was it wasn't the comment I made wasn't meant to like scare you sure, with extra, extra easy. Sure. It, I mean, Real honest, easy. That's why like there are so few of them. Before I did the test. <laughs> and I made a forty six out of fifty if that helps, you know, maybe encourage you after you get your general to uh go after extra. Also too oh, um, good job on <laughs> acing those test questions today. 
I believe you did it. Uh, I know I'm not going to hear this till, or you're not going to hear this till after you do the questions, but I think you're going to do awesome. Oh, and, I'm sorry uh, to disappoint you. I believe you can get it in before the end of April. Go for it. <laughs> okay. And that's all I got. Um, number two, and I got a little quick joke for y'all before I leave. Uh, my wife sprayed me in the face yesterday with pepper spray. What? All I got to say is we're not seeing each other for a little while. Uh, that was a really bad, <laughs> bad joke. I'm sorry. Forget that. All right, bye. <laughs> He said it was a joke. I don't know. I could imagine this like uh, Alabama Andrew's wife uh, is quite a formidable woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, she she built that shed. I mean, she didn't physically build the shed, but she managed the construction of the dual hobby shed. Yes. Right. Yes. In the backyard. Yes. By herself, very quickly. Yes. Right? And then was successfully able to kick Andrew out of it. <laughs> She's a good project manager, good politician, uh, a, a formidable foe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was concerned when he said she pepper sprayed him. I'm like, man, she must have been really mad. <laughs> a, a woman of that of those talents. Yes. To get to that point. Yes. Something really. <laughs> she has so away. many other skills at her disposal. <laughs> but uh, Alabama Andrew has a follow up voicemail. Okay. Hey, this is Alabama Andrew again, KQ4APD. Uh, my last message is I want to clear up some stuff. I felt like I was saying that my wife <laughs> is very abusive to me. She's not. It was a bad joke. Yes, um, understood. I messed it up. Um, my Leia took mush. you very seriously. Uh, but I uh, figured out the, the joke is correctly is my wife poked me in the eye yesterday. <laughs> Let's just say I stopped seeing her for a little while. That's the correct one. My wife's not abusive. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out there. Sorry for the confusion. Clear on your final. 73. Bye. Andrew, did your wife make you call back and leave she heard voice him. Mail? She heard him on the other side of the house giving that joke. And she's like, wait a second. Blink twice. Do not tell. You, you know what we went through the last time. How many direct messages you got asking if you were okay? If you were under duress because of the damn podcast. And now you're telling him that I pepper sprayed you. And I'm not seeing you for a while. What is, what is going on? You call back you, right, right now. now. <laughs> you make it that old fogey joke you were starting. Don't get fancy. <laughs> Don't bring pepper spray into this. Give her the poke the eye one. <laughs> Give it the hokey pokey. <laughs> Give her the hokey pokey. <laughs> Thanks for the dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> and for anybody who doesn't know, Alabama Andrew is a master of puns. Mm -hmm. He is uh, regularly contributing to the pundemonium. That the is, pundemonium. That is that, wow. The HRCC podcast. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> I love it. Don't listen to Josh. Oh, okay. my goodness. <laughs> Hello, Leia. Josh, this is Seamus. 7MYW. Hi, Seamus. Vancouver, Washington. Just wanted to uh, say how much I appreciated last week's podcast. I appreciate all the podcasts and all the videos. I hadn't uh, checked in in a while and wanted to uh, throw a few things at you that I appreciated about last week's podcast. Oh, thank you. And most you. especially what Josh was saying about getting out like a butterfly, trying all the various aspects of ham radio. And 
and finding projects to keep yourself occupied, just enjoying this hobby for all of the beautiful and wonderful things that, that it offers us. Um, and one of the things that I have decided to do over this last couple of months was to uh, not only get in well, involved more with my local club, which I've been a member of for many, many years, if not decades, but I've decided I wanted to get more into nets. And mm. I know that nets are um, are not everybody's favorite thing. Some people love checking into nets. Some, uh, some don't. They don't enjoy necessarily going through the, the structure and, and having nets. But I decided that uh, I wanted to start a 220 net locally. And while I tried really, really hard to get a 220 net going through one of the local repeaters, I just couldn't find any success. So I decided instead of having it on 220, I would go to my local favorite DMR talk group. And I have a couple of other ham operators locally who are also in that same talk group. It's called Venture Overland, and this is the shameless promotion card. Venture Overland is on talk group uh, Talk group 31655 on Brandmeister, but you can also get in through DSAR, uh, through and you can get in through WiresX and through Fusion. And what we talk about is venture overlanding, uh, camping, hunting, fishing, photography, nice. a wide range of subjects. And as an idea. I decided, why don't we have a net on there at 6 o'clock on Sunday nights? And sure enough, it went along very well, and now we're getting a lot of check-ins every single week. And we're talking about all the wonderful things we can do within the hand community extend over into other areas so if you want another project and are bored with some of the things you're doing how about a net start your own net check with your club or check with the top group coordinator or any of the friends that you have and maybe uh, maybe operating your own net as a net control or sharing duties would be something you would enjoy anyway i just wanted to get in there and kind of uh, update what i've been doing lately with my amory hobby and i hope that you are all doing very well Thank you so much for all of you, both due to the community and for the community. Look forward to listening to the uh, the next podcast and uh, on to the videos. Have a great day, everybody. Just uh, Seamus and 7MYW. Thank you, Seamus. Thank you so much, Seamus. I, I love that idea because I, I guess I never really thought about it, but like you just need a couple of hams and you got a net. Yeah, and like 6 p.m. on a Sunday is a really great day for an overlanding like a uh, net because you're just coming back from whatever trip probably right probably and you've got like all of these things you want to share yeah yeah oh, i love it you know if i mean if you think about it our our hf net that we created it's not like there's somebody we went and talked to and said may we please have a net no we just said this is the frequency we're going to meet on and that's been the frequency we go to in the time yeah, catch the you same. on the air and then catch you on the air yeah i, I um I, I love that idea. You, you don't need, I mean, sure, if it's on a repeater, you, you, you need a repeater owner to bless it. I think that's a, a true thing you need to do. But yeah, why not? Make a net. Do it. I love it. I, I'm also curious about overland photography. Like, I wonder what kind of decisions they make for photography that is different than other decisions. Like, I, I'm assuming a lot of landscape photography, so probably yeah. 28 millimeter type stuff. But in places that uh, are more scenic yeah than huh that you can't really get to from developed campsites when, when he said overland he said all the things that i expected and then he said photography and i was like wait a second that's it that's a curious i also one. like photography I, well i like overlanding too although i don't get to do it but um i i'm curious about that because there's obviously some decisions there for gear and probably lenses that are a big thing so yeah great 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 voicemail thank you 
Hello, this is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu Nathan in Southern Vermont. I'm going to keep this uh, a minute hey, or under, Nathan. and I can see it's a timer, so let's see if I can do it. Okay. So I got uh, back into Vara AC because I saw some people were, um, they were. I got to talk about that. Uh, on a live stream doing some Vara AC and doing some uh, some stuff, so I, I found. I need to do some updates on my little uh, Jankopotamus laptop and uh, other stuff and uh, new VARA AC and new actually VARA FM and VARA HF updates. So I did those and then I got back on to some uh, little work and I got back on and made a contact with someone and was able to get on with Josh because uh, someone was taken up all the time uh, with a meme going through a very small meme. What? So it's just key one, Mike Alzulu. That's what I want to talk and about. And it could be one minute. 73. Nice work, so, Nate. Yes. Really got it. Good job. I was, uh, I was, it was Monday and I was asked by Steve temporarily offline if I would hop onto his live stream okay. and be, you know, part of the, the crew. T.O. Yeah. And they were doing a video on VAR AC, which is like a chat program over HF. Mm-hmm. I was very familiar with that. I didn't know that that was the topic. I thought he was going to do a Raspberry Pi thing, which he was. He was doing that as a project. But I'm very familiar with VAR AC. So I was almost there to kind of, it ended up being me kind of helping guide a little bit. But uh, Carlos from um, Life at Terminal Velocity, he was also on. He got up and running like super quick. But Steve got really interested in this idea of a file transfer. You can transfer files over VARAC. Okay. And he was like, we, we got to test it. So Don. Um, Which Don? Texas Don. Okay. N5SKT and I had a contact going and he started sending me a meme. Even though it was an incredibly tiny file, we did not have a great like HF connection, so it took a really long time, like 30 minutes, to send a tiny, tiny image. And when I woke up in the morning, I had an email about the VAR AC code of conduct. <laughs> what? So I'm assuming they want... The, by the way, the admins, and, and no fault to you guys, I hold no ill will to you. You're right. I was totally abusing the frequencies. I won't do that again. But... um very active community on varac the developers are constantly updating it it is a very good application i have nothing but love for you all uh but yeah i got an email that had the code of conduct like in totality but one of them was try not to send files uh particularly if you don't have a great connection to the other station because it it ties up the bands for too long and then people can't QSY to to different frequencies. I get it. I apologize. I'm really sorry about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a thing that happened. Um, we did get the meme through. And um, yeah, so there you go. Wow. You got in trouble. I got in trouble. Yeah. I, I learned my lesson. That's where Edison gets it from. D- absolutely. Yeah. Not. <laughs> absolutely not. You have to take ownership for this part I did. of his defiance. No, okay. I'm not taking ownership for that. It's a it's a tag team duo we got. Going on it's not all me. There's no way. We also got a pretty cool video on the HRC podcast channel of the Discord. We did. And so was that the last voicemail? 
It was. Okay, so then we should mention the video. This is the kind of the first time where we had a video reply to us. It was from KE0VIM Mike. Wonderful video. I think someone co someone can correct me. I think that is one of the longest straight roads that they use for testing things, actually. Okay. And I could be it's wrong. It's a really beautiful background. It's a very long straight road, but I, I could be wrong on this, but I also think the scene, a couple of scenes in Forrest Gump was recorded there. So anyway, wonderful video. Thank you so much, Mike, for sending that. So that means we're starting to climb up the email tower? Well, I want to thank everybody for leaving voicemails yes, and indeed. saving my voice from reading your email. That's right. That's, thank you so uh, much. I love hearing everybody's voices. Mm -hmm. I love all the accents from across the country. That's mm -hmm. one of my favorite things. Indeed. And uh, I absolutely love Mike's video. It that was, was very funny. So if you're not in the Discord... Uh, Why aren't you? Yeah, join up. That's right. Uh, but Mike posted a video... Uh, where he basically, you know, thanks us for the podcast, but he says he's got to get on with his tasks mm -hmm. and uh, grabs a hoe and starts hoeing the road. It's an inside <laughs> joke for the podcast. <laughs> Nicely done. That is a long road to hoe. That is a long road to hoe. <laughs> Literally a long, like the commitment road. Like I don't know if that was an adjacency thing or if he was like, while I'm in the area, I got to shoot this. And it was very impressive because he set up in the road. He set up the video in the road. That's not a very long-traveled or oft-traveled road, I believe. It's a pretty good condition of a road. For... Yeah, because it's. I, I believe it's used for scientific stuff. I, I really do believe that. In fact, I'll look it up uh, right now. So, yeah, it turns out that that is Highway 163 Scenic Drive, and that is the Forrest Gump scene when he's running. And I'm looking at stills from the... Forrest Gump movie and then some of the images on Google and I'm looking at the the video that was posted on the Discord and you can see the difference I'm, I'm assuming I don't know what he shot this on but now I'm thinking lenses in my head and looking at the difference of the cinematic lens which pulled all the landscape forward in comparison to what might be a cell phone or a, a wider view type lens really impressive that that was uh it's really interesting but anyway that's the road it's super super cool and, and you might want to check it out if you're in the area all right so the mystery of the road has been solved it sounds it's a beautiful scenic route so if anybody's in arizona outside of monument valley you can probably check that out and you can take some uh influencer images for your instagrams if that's your your jam or maybe your significant other's jam but that means it's time to start climbing the tower. So let's get That's started true. with that right now, Leah. This first email comes from Edward. Edward says, hello, my club has had a VE session this Saturday and I got my general what? license. I was also five questions short of the minimum of 37 on my extra. Mm. Oh, so close. So well, cool. congratulations. Can't wait to start messing around on... 2200 meters to sure is that is that what you get <laughs> oh no i'm not gonna pass this test <laughs> well congratulations <laughs> about the digital stuff we're getting uh together in indiana uh pennsylvania i went to my club president to ask if i could watch him program his dmr rig and suggested the hrcc link net so we could see what it's all about oh cool 
Unfortunately, there are differences in between my time and the time listed on the website that I didn't take into account right before I went to see him. 9.30 Eastern time has passed both of our bad times. Lapse of judgment happens to the best of us. Shout out to Cass if he remembers when I saw the moon at one horizon and the setting sun at the other and thought the moon might eclipse. Jeez. (laughs) Anyways, it ended up working out because he let me keep the handy and now I have a radio ID. It's been lots of fun and the rabbit hole is deeper than I could have imagined. You and me both, buddy. You and me both. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I have your attention, let me sell out to the club a little. On May 25th, we're having a special event for Jimmy Stewart's birthday, as this is his hometown. Oh, interesting. (gasps) The actor. Yeah, fantastic. You know him from Vertigo. Mm -hmm. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Of course. Anatomy of a Murder. Mm -hmm. And of course, the crown jewel, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. We'll be operating outside the Jimmy Stewart Museum on Philadelphia Street, and we're hoping for a pileup. Keep an eye out for the call W3S. That's all for now. 73KC3QAJED. I like it. Well, that's awesome. I I do really like Jimmy Stewart, though. That's... I you love it. It's been a, a good, wonderful life. You know what would have been a good call for Jimmy Stewart? W1F. So, sorry. Uh, wonderful life. So it would be W1F. Yeah, W1F. Wonderful. It's a wonderful life. It worked out better in my head. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I realize my, my phone is still in black and white. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And it is still less engaging than mm-hmm. it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I realize that I could probably now just watch black and white movies and be completely unfazed. I think also, like you've mentioned, the good old days a lot more often <laughs> than before. And yeah. what a you dang kid. <laughs> it's a really interesting time. Really? Get off my lawning. Like y- you've also uh, desired having a porch. I've always wanted a porch. That's and, not new. Uh, like, we don't have a porch. We don't have a, a place to porch, if you will. And like you could porch anywhere. And you're and you're just you're, you're you're mumbling to yourself, walking around. I hear porch every once in a while, and <laughs> lawn, and and the the grumbling of of not knowing what's going on outside. Also, you have now made me an old man instead of an old woman. Also, you you've been on the Nextdoor app a whole lot like more <laughs> than is I think rational at this point. Why did that happen to Nextdoor? It became the porch. It, that's like, what it why became. did that happen? It became the people that sit on the porch and get all up and up. Because is it the people who refuse to get on Facebook or like because Facebook, the whole social media thing didn't happen? Because we're the oldest generation for social media. No. So next door is like it is it's neighborhood centric. So if you have turned that on, which I think for everybody, they have it on. I've had next door on before it was that thing. Like next door just used to be for your neighbors. Like, it was just your neighbor. They verified you by address. Yes. Like, it was legit. Like, it was legit for your neighborhood, right? And you had to make a group 
It was very close. It was not a large group. Right. Now. I get stuff from like Lama you could, Well, you could be on the community tab and you'll get a random notification like, did anyone hear five gunshots? Right. Oh, no. And, and then you're like, what do you mean? And then it turns into this like, and then it shows you, oh, it's somewhere here on the map. The other thing that does that is the Nest app. The Nest app for your for your cameras. I thought that was a Ring app. I'm oh, sorry, Ring app. That's the thermostat. It's the Nest. The Ring app. I'll get a random notification that shows a house, a Ring app's house that is not mine on my phone, and I'm looking at it like, what's going on exactly? <laughs> and then it's you know talking about catalytic converters being stolen. Or, that is something that is happening. Here but you go on lot. the Nest app, and it'll show you the general proximity. The neighbors app, I think, is what you're. Is it neighbors? No, but it's it's uh it's Ring not... Ring app. The Ring app. We'll do it. The Ring app will do it too. It'll say like, "Oh, they people can go in and like say shots fired," and it'll show up on the Ring app now. A bunch of apps do that. Huh. I use Citizen. Hello, Citizen. It's a Citizen app allows people to post their recordings mm -hmm. and geotag them for what it is, and mm -hmm. then um, the app will pull. I'm assuming from like scanners or something. An update if police are en route. Wow! And like, and uh, let me let me pull up a recent incident because uh, you do have to pay for this app. Uh, and mm. yes, I am paying for it because I want to undermine our local newspaper. Oh yes, we hate that. Newspaper. Yeah, we hate that newspaper. <laughs> so, uh, so you can set your radius for uh, where you are, but then you can set a larger radius, right? Sure. And um, and it'll as radiuses do. Well, because then you can have two tier notifications. Uh -huh. Like this is happening right now near you. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you're going somewhere, you can actually have it be like uh, GPS. Can, based. Uh, can I be a busybody in a town I may visit? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like, for instance, it says uh, one injured in two story residential fire. This is uh, where is this? This is not close to us. God, that's our house. <laughs> oh, it's in, it's near my brother. Actually. Oh, well, um, so you're busybodying in completely other towns. Just my brother lives here. It's fine. No, no, no. I think I, I don't know why it did this, <laughs> but uh, so there's like a video of firefighters mm -hmm. that are on the street, and literally somebody just posted that, and then um, and then it it'll go back based on the time that something happened, and so like 41 minutes ago, an incident was reported at this block of this street, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a voice recording somebody posted, firefighters on scene uh, of an apartment fire. Then it somebody else reported, the fire house is on fire. Is that what it says? No, it, well. Like 10 minutes later, it's more information. Oh, here, I'm going to play it, actually. Oh, boy. Live live citizen update. Hello, citizens. Here's your weekly update. Oh, it's so, a scanner. Yeah, so they posted the the scanner. They record the scanner and they post it. Who did it. this? Who did this? A, a user, I'm assuming. This is this is whacktastic. And, uh, and it says, heavy smoke and flames billowing from the apartment. So they, not only did it post the sound, mm -hmm. it posted the description of what was being reported. And then it says, firefighters advise they have one victim that's exited the building. Then 
uh, EMS has been requested to the scene. Then a bunch of people have posted their videos from their perspective of the incident. Right. Well, that guy literally turned. He he started recording and then turned his camera 360 degrees (laughs) around. So this is the hard hitting uh, journalism we need. It's it's literally exactly what's happening without you having to wait for someone else to report it mm-hmm. because the people there Twitter is too slow. Well, it's not geolocated. Yeah, absolutely, it can be. That sounds terrible. I, I don't need to know what Elon. jerks live around me. <laughs> like <laughs> now, I got to go yell at them in person uh, because the the inane number of things that people put on Twitter is not necessary to <laughs> based on my location. Sure. So then it goes on to say um, that the fire originated in a unit on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And just like just tons of details that, I mean, I might not need as somebody who's not fighting a fire at all involved in this city. <laughs> just but, a bunch of people, like a bunch of jerks with phones, like pestering firefighters who are trying to put the fire out. Like, what would you say was the cause of the fire exactly? I need this for, I, I, hello, I'm a citizen. Um, reporting citizen here for the citizen app anyways it's fantastic oh yeah no it looks like a cool app it does it looks like fun because literally i got notifications about the um the monterey park shootings oh right like before anything like over an hour had passed Mm -hmm. by the time i got the first notice and it started showing up on the news interesting and that hour, I mean, me as not someone who was involved in that mm-hmm. would not matter. But that hour would matter most. Oh, an like, hour? Heck yeah. To a loved one. Sure. You know what I mean? Or just you to extricate yourself from the situation is. Oh, fast absolutely. As You're like, oh, somebody is shooting up. Like a... there's an active shooter situation and you get that, let's say, 10 minutes. You're at a, yeah, you're at a ballroom. No, no, no. Very Let's say you're having location. dinner across the street yeah. or a block away. I'm out. Like, oh, yeah. okay, we got we got to go. Exactly. You know yeah. what? Don't, I won't take the doggy bag. Yeah, it's fine. You just keep it. Give it to the dog. <laughs> Give it to your dog, Give please. It. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that means we can officially continue. Yes. With, okay. Thank you for that. Sorry. Yes. I, it's just, no, no, that's I'm good. I'm a big I, proponent of no, this I, I, app, I was even thinking though we it costs money. We had paused so many times for so many things that happened, um, and I realized we did actually start the emails. I was saying, oh, it's time we can start going up the emails, but we are doing them now. So yes. we're good. We're on our way. We, we are. We're on our way. The next email is titled Travel Time, and this is from Alex in Alaska. Ooh. Hey, ham fam. I hope you all survived your spring break. We did. It was a good time. Leia got sick, but everybody else made it out unscathed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I blame it on my return to the gym. Because nobody else got it. Yeah. It's 100% from the gym. I There's a gym that opened up. It's like brand spanking new and shiny. Mm-hmm. And it's a two minute drive from from us. So I could, I could see how two minutes. Eh. Once you get there, though, finding parking is probably an extra minute or so. Yeah, but from door to door in five minutes, mm-hmm. that's no excuses now, right? Like if if you didn't go. It would take me five minutes to go from like the bed to the garage <laughs> if we had like gear set up in there. Just be like, I don't know what's going on right now. Apparently I got to do some squats. And it allows me to bring a friend. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Like every time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be a monkey. No, it can't be a monkey. It just has yeah, to be somebody going over with that one? We all get age. what a friend okay. is. <laughs> I got it. Is transient? I don't even know him. I'm going to sign him in as my friend today. He just wants a shower. Like, we get... Like we got it. Okay, so one we of my friends, friend. yeah. she ended up getting. Uh, she they only did require her a annual, blood test. <laughs> she got her annual physical and uh-huh. came back with some like uh, numbers she was worried about, and it just like really like motivated her. Seven is a number that. <laughs> yeah. Thirteen. I no. <laughs> Thirteen gets a bad rap. Also, that's two numbers. Like seven. sixes, like three in a row, really? Fine. Seven. Seven <laughs> is the one that bothers me. Okay. Never knows what seven's up to. Could be lucky. It's like W with Morse code. Not a fan. Mm. So so she was saying that Trixie. she wanted to start going back to the gym. And I was like, that's great. You can come with me. You can be my friend. Yes. And now I have to go because she can't get into the gym without me. Uh, I love that about it. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> the like. The motivation. The uh, motivation aspect is great. Yeah. That's a real accountability. It, 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 works, it works for the gym either way, right? Uh-huh. Like from, from their point of view, it's like, oh, we've got two people who are like motivated and they keep coming. Uh-huh. But they're hoping like at some point she's like, you know what? I just can't deal with my friend who has my pass. Right. I must also now get a pass. No. And and she, she was like, so I shouldn't get a membership? I was like, absolutely not. You will ruin the motivation <laughs> you factor. Will, you will ruin everything. Now I know you need me. I have, You're dependent on me. I have tied my attendance to your attendance. I'm responsible now. You are afraid of something and that keeps you motivated. The sevens. The sevens that were in the results. All of the sevens. Too many sevens. So look like a slot machine jackpot. Oh, but that's good. Still, that they, be... they're, no, I just never liked sevens. Wow. So she got more results today. Yes. More bad news. What? And she's like super worried. She hadn't gotten all of her results, I think. Oh, so and... it's the same test. It's, from it's the, the same... same slew of tests that she that's, took. Okay, in her that's like that's like over a month ago now, right? Uh, no, it's been just a few weeks, I think. You've been going to the gym more than a couple of weeks. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, so now she's like, I have to fully overhaul. I'm like, let's do that together too. <laughs> I'll be your friend on this, on this journey. You cook for me. <laughs> you make me eat things. And then I will be the only way you can gym. <laughs> and you will be the only way I can eat. Yeah. That's... <laughs> just, I am the clownfish to your anemone. <laughs> we'll create quite a symbiotic relationship here. Right. So that's my tip. Mm-hmm. Get somebody really dependent on you. <laughs> so that you have, so you have to do something that's hard for you to do. That's I, like there's so many ways to go with that one. Like there's so, so many jokes. Foster so like, a uh <laughs> a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> sure. How about this? You tell your friend not to get a ham radio. 
But Why would he I do that? really wants to check into Nets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that he has to come to your house for the no, Nets. No, I, this is even better. This is even better than that. And now you have to get on. No, the I've net. got it. I've got it all worked out. This, you, you tell them if you call this phone number, Ham Radio will answer you. <laughs> what? And so they have to use their phone to call you. you and then you put your phone in speakerphone <laughs> and you PTT the mic for them. <laughs> if you're mic shy, let the other person who's a extrovert talk through the phone into the mic. <laughs> you operate the radio for them. You do all the dialy things you, and they do all the talky things. You just you, you find you find an individual that has a face for radio. <laughs> With a with a golden voice, but doesn't not technically want to be the 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 operator, right? Not wanting to go down that road, but likes to talk, right? Right. You tell them this phone number. It's the ham. It's the ham radio hotline. You call this number. It gets you right through to ham radio. <laughs> Hello and welcome to ham radio. <laughs> what frequency would you like to operate on? You pushed 14.275. No, I didn't. Press one for upper sideband. Wow. Press two to transmit slow scan television out of frequency. (laughs) (laughs) If you have your cell phone... Text me a meme. <laughs> we'll transmit it right over this net that we're on right now. There you go. All right. It's $59 a month. Uh, Alex says, we have ours in March up here in Alaska, but it doesn't really matter as even now we have multiple feet of snow. Okay. I have to multiple talk. feet. Of snow. We had an unseasonably long winter. Yes. It was cold for more than Californians could bear. Yeah. I mean. And and Utah laughs in the face of it. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. Today, perfect pool weather. Oh, pool weather. Yeah. It was really, yes. it was hot, actually. It yeah. Was hot, it was, hot. We, we went from like, oh, I've got to, I've got to wear a jacket. Mm-hmm. I'm freezing. I got to get in my car right now because it's so cold in the stadium to, oh, this is nice. I, I can go to the beach. I literally got up in the morning in the hotel yesterday. It was yesterday. Holy smokes. Yesterday. Drove to Mike's. There is a truck that is butchering a cow in the front yard. A and Wagyu I'm, cow. Yeah. Yeah. And while I'm talking to the people there, it starts snowing. All the mountains in Heber are covered in snow. Like winter, it was cold. It was 30-something degree. It dipped below 30 when we were there with the wind chill. It was really a long winter. And when I was, did their winter start? I don't, I don't know. I was talking to Mike. He heard about the whole San Bernardino thing and the winter. Oh, yeah. And, and he he's like, like, hey, did you notice that that was like really underreported? And I'm like, you know what? I think, yeah, I think you're right. Like, aside from Ham Nation, when we brought those hams out that explained everything that went on, they were using, like, literal, you know, snow cats to go over the snow 
and they were digging people out. It took them hours. Like ham radio operators are digging people out of the snow to help people like the elderly get them out of the house to go to like the doctor, let alone Crestline, California, got completely kneecapped by their, oh, yeah. by their major supermarket, which is one of my favorite supermarkets, not even supermarket, like a grocery store, just got their entire roof caved in. It, it's done. Like they got to tear down the building from the last time, the last thing I heard. Oh my, yeah, it's very really sad. really sad. But uh, yeah, apparently everybody got hit really hard across the board. You know, California had its own storms. The the eastern side of the country had its own storms, and and largely I'm separating, like the Rockies, everything east of the Rockies kind of thing. You guys had a whole different situation going on. It was equally bad. So yeah, it was a wild year for storms. But yeah. Well, Alex continues, I'll get into the radio bit of the email. I will be traveling down to New Mexico and bringing my FT-817ND. I've looked up the regulations for flying with my battery and printed off a copy of TSA regs. When it comes to your antenna, how do you do it? Wolf River Coil, for example, lots of metal rods. Do you check it? I can't imagine the same people who take crochet hooks who take away crochet hooks will let you take on 11 inch metal legs for the tripod i think that means is no it... you're you're allowed to bring crochet hooks yeah and and you can actually bring knitting needles which you know you could easily repurpose into a weapon yeah but the wolf river coil legs are non-sharpened and i i think this goes back to my whole pouch argument if you make a purpose-built pouch for some of this stuff that doesn't look like you're hiding it, but it looks like it's made for this thing, you know, right. like a, a tight, long, narrow pouch that, that holds all the components and then it goes in like the water bottle pouch on your backpack or whatever, that is a perfect way to go. And then when they unroll it, you can be like, oh, it's an antenna. You know, I do ham radio or you say amateur radio. I'm FCC licensed, like say all those, you know, keywords sure. kind of thing. I was planning on packing my radio battery in my carry-on and then the antenna and coax in a checked bag. I just hate to check a bag if I don't need to. So what do you do? You carry on. You you never check bags. I hardly ever. I hate checking bags. I hate it. Um, yeah. So I don't generally bring the Wolf River. What do you bring? I will bring a telescopic mast or telescoping mast mm -hmm. like the... Um, the hybrid mini from soda beams or the mini six from soda beams are really, really good because so the mini six in particular will fit into a carry on bag, like a rollerboard bag type of thing mm -hmm. and bring a wire antenna, an N fed. Uh, you can also do the soda beams band hopper. And that'll it, work with the FT 817 ND. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can also go, uh, gosh, there's a, there's a couple of antennas. There, there's a lot of antennas you can do, but a lot of people go with NFEDs for that reason because they're kind of easy to set up in an inverted V setup. And if you bring a telescoping mass, many things are possible. So that's one way. You can always bring the 17-foot vertical stainless steel telescoping mass. It'll get you up to 20 meters and lower. That will require some kind of mounting solution, so either a clamp with a, with a radial bundle. So you'll need like a bundle of wire, that kind of thing. And those easily go through TSA. I've... I've brought just about everything through TSA. Have not tried the Wolf River, though. I have done the 17-foot telescoping mass, though. Definitely done that. Okay. Alex continues, I went out to a park as a shakedown of what I did to pack the right stuff. I found several small flaws in my setup. 
One question that arose was travel with an antenna. I was planning on the Wolf River Coil as there may not be trees in the desert area. Sure. No mean, uh, no trees means my pouch of resonant dipoles might be useless. Either way, I'll be listening to this podcast the night before we fly out, so any advice is appreciated, and I hope to get uh, some of you on the air. Oh, no, Alex, I'm so sorry. We're a day late. Yeah, I I will go back to my 17-foot uh, seventeen foot telescoping stainless steel mast. Lots of companies make that. MFJ, I think Wolf River has them now. Chameleon definitely has them. They're inexpensive. You can get that vice, gl- vice grip clamp antenna mount system that I talked about on one of the live streams. You can get the chameleon mount, which is a C-clamp. You can always mount that on the Wolf River tripod. Again, the legs of that tripod, I don't think you're going to run into any problem with that. It'll screw right into the base, and then you can use any number of radials um, in that setup. That will work fine for you. If you if you want something that is really easy to do, it's the Soda Beams band hopper. I like the three band model, so you get 40, 30, and 20. That might be a little high banded, so you know you can potentially step that down into an NFED half wave, and you can use a telescoping mast again on that. You will need something as like a center connector. There's a number of things you can either 3D print to go on the tip, or you can use Hell, you can use just a piece of gaffer's tape if you want to, to be able to set up the the most high point for that antenna to uh, to put the middle point on for for an NFED. There, there, there's lots of things you can do if you just think about like I got to make this work and just you know go for it. All right. Well, oh, those S beaners, those little S beaner clips, those S beaner clips that are on my Amazon store, they have holes all through them and. One, the largest hole is actually wide enough that will fit through most telescoping mass. So you run you run that S-clip down through one of those holes to where it stops on like the first uh, part, the first tel- the very topmost part of the, um, the telescoping mast. And then you take your NFED wire and you clip it through the, the carabiner hole. And then you can just let it basically slide through that hole as you need to to adjust the final length on the antenna to get it up on the air. Now, you, you will likely need to stabilize that mass somehow. So that could be, um, you know, just gear ties. I'm a big advocate of those just metal. It's basically metal wire that's wrapped in like really, really heavy rubber. And you use that to just tie off the antenna mast to something. A park bench. Um, when I was in Las Vegas and I was at that park, I used one of those uh stakes that they use to hold up like fencing for gardens Mm -hmm. i just gear tied my mast to that and then just long run my wire out to the to the top of the mast and then ran it back to the 817 or the 818 that's all i did it was really easy all right well alex signs off thank you for the podcast alex from alaska Mm. well thank you alex and safe travels uh hopefully this was somewhat helpful for you, I, even though it's a yeah, day late. Yeah, it's a day late. Uh, I'm so, so sorry. Well, it's still going to post on Friday. Oh, no, this is Friday. Yeah, it's a day late. I'm sorry. What, sorry. What's happening to you? I am still in Utah time. Okay. One hour difference. The next email is titled, Leia, guess what? What? Well, I'm not Leia, but that's and this what is, Leia <laughs> And this is from the beautiful Charlene. Okay. I did it. I pass my technician license and get this, 
I received my call sign on World Ham Radio Day. Congratulations. Congratulations. You were so worried you weren't going to be able to do it. You nailed it. you did it. You did it. Does it get any better? I I also got 14 questions right on the general exam, and I didn't study for that at all. Wow. Amazing. This this is a big episode for new licensees and upgrades. I'm so happy for you guys. Congratulations, everyone, again. Big move, Charlene. Well done. Other than listening to you... That's Leia. no studying other than listening. <laughs> than listening to you, Leia, go take that test. Oh no, I I already you I know to, when you I have can to pass. do it for Charlene now. So <laughs> she's she's working with you. Yeah, <laughs> she said she's only listening to you. You're the only now. Well, if now she's only respond- listening Leia, to me, just like your friend, then it doesn't serve anybody for me to pass the test. Leia, just like because your friend you need who me you check into the, to, to take the, gym. the question, like take the test every episode, so that you get more test practice. If I take the test, I'm not answering any more general questions. What if I will be answering extra questions? What if I started a website and it was called Gold Ham? Uh, hamstudy.org gold gold's hamstudy.org <laughs> and I charged you $50 a month me you I don't pay $50 a month at gold okay whatever okay and you could allow a friend uh-huh. to take practice exams but you had to do it together <laughs> that was the only way you could get them you know what might do it is if people were like I'm not getting my, I'm not testing for my general until Leia does. Then I'm going to be like, oh no, I'm holding all these people back. I, I just won't, I just won't do it. I just, if, if Leia can't do it, I won't even touch it. It's, it's dead to me. You said that now, now you're going to get an email. You will get an email now. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Uh, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it before no, the test pool yeah. expires. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Because why did I do all of this? <laughs> well, start it all over. You'll be good. You'll be... Just think of everything you know now that you didn't know then. Does this podcast end when I get my extra? Is what? that... <laughs> the podcast is done. I, I, <laughs> I didn't know that we had a an end like qualifier. I mean, I can keep moving the bar if you want. You'd be like, well, you got to get your VE. I can just get my VE. Now you got to get your worked all states. What? <laughs> and then you got to get your DXCC. How am I going to get worked all states doing the podcast? You can. What do you mean? You can go. Just like, going to operate during the podcast? No, you can go to the <laughs> garage to whenever state. you want and you operate. Need to get the state. Once you get your general, you can go to the garage and the ham shack and operate all you want. I, I know that. <laughs> I'm just asking what's your end game here, buddy? You started this podcast so My I would get licensed. <laughs> I don't know if that's good either because now you got... Until I take over the YouTube channel, until I know enough about Amrita. And then you take over for me. Yes. <laughs> I die. It's like, well, this oatmeal tastes more like Drano than it normally does, honey. <laughs> 
I make a delicious oatmeal. That's a horrible thing to say. The, the, the joke was you were killing me. It is the most me. zhuzhed L- of the oatmeal. Jo- the joke is that you were killing me. You know what? From now on, I'm not putting Parmigiano-Reggiano in your oatmeal, okay? I, I am not a fan of uh, savory oatmeal. I've never... Like, when, when I met you... Do you like rice soup? Uh, yeah, when I'm sick. Not normally, no. Like, I don't... Like I and I'm I I know there are many people who enjoy congi like on the regular, just when they're not sick, yeah. and I don't get We've it. We've got some in the fridge right now. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I don't I don't get it unless you like really pork it up. Like I don't. Oh, what's in the fridge is really porked up. I yeah. Even then, it's like this is the. This is f- like this is a food. Like I need food units. what like when you're playing a game and you like have to give your character food it could be any food you don't care you just just like gruel to you it's not gruel but i mean it it tastes way better than that like i'm not at subsistence level but it's like i'm eating like i will i prefer i hope you realize how much kanji kanji is like it's like oatmeal but made from rice Yeah. yeah 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 And it's like grits and everything else that is of that. I hope you realize how much in a survival situation you will be eating. I'm sure. (laughs) But at the same time, like, why can't it just be rice? Like, I like rice. Rice is fine. I can eat rice by itself. I've done that many times. Because it makes the rice go farther. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I'm not. So that that is literally in a situation where I need food units. Perfect. <laughs> I, I need units of food. Give me those units. I need that. Ma- the bar maxes out at six. I'm at a two. The mouthfeel. I need two food units. The mouthfeel for go. rice soup is so good, though. Uh, Oatmeal yeah. does not have uh, as good of a mouthfeel. It, it is slimier than rice soup. <laughs> I, they both feel very similar to me. They're different. They're different, but very similar. I also love grits. I love shrimp and grits. I like, so there is a thing that you can savory up and down. I don't care. I like a savory grit more than How do you not feel that oatmeal is very much like grits? The texture is totally different. Okay. I mean, that's a milled corn is grits. I eat steel milled oatmeal. Is it corn? Is it corn? Yeah. No, or is that hominy? Hominy? No, hominy is the big corn. That goes in the big kernels that go into menudo. I thought, uh, I thought hominy was just treated corn. Is it? I'm all over the place. I don't know. Now I have to look it up. What have you done? Uh, I think, got me... well, grits is definitely milled. It's milled. It's a milled thing. So is still milled oats. No, 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 no. I mean, like crushed, like into gra- like granulars, like fine grains. How many comes from yellow or white maize, known as field corn? And They're that is grits. Soaked... But what's no, grits made uh, of? Well, you said it was how many? No, uh, white corn is what goes into menudo. Coarse ground corn. Coarse ground corn. Okay, that is a grit. But it's ground. It's not about to get a grip of grits. Like when you eat oatmeal, there is like an oat piece. Like you see an oat. Hello, oat. Like it's a thing. Okay. Like not the same thing. It's not it's not ground finer than that. And you feel you can feel the grains in congee? I mean, it's rice. Again, we're 
<laughs> I I I have a very like <laughs> rice soup must be savory. Grits to me generally is going to be savory. Then although I haven't I'm not had against... fermented rice soup. I don't even know what that. I don't even it's know. It's a what dessert. You're Okay, can I continue? <laughs> Grits are generally savory to me. Again, to me. Oatmeal, though, almost always sweet. I grew up on instant packets of oatmeal, like straight up. Like the, you know, the ones you'd put in the microwave or whatever, and that's what you had for the morning. It's like peaches and cream, right? That kind of thing. Like that mm -hmm. is what I, I had that growing up. Okay. That is what that is to me. Oatmeal is that. That is that thing. Whether I'm putting maple syrup and a little bit of butter or whatever in it, that is what it is. I don't do. What if I the... serve? It I know like you a side can. Dish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't. It's oatmeal. It's not a... <laughs> what if I had an? <laughs> and I put some spicy shrimp on I, what, it for breakfast. Hopped it. No, for dinner. Oatmeal. <laughs> yes. You're gonna do it like. This is 12 courses of oat. <laughs> I bet it'd be delicious. I love oats. <laughs> oat fritters. <laughs> you can make those. Oat bars. You're literally granola. You're turning into Bubba Gump <laughs> from Forrest Gump about oats. Are you part horse? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Well, Charlene continues, I'm going to get uh, to a few club meetings and hopefully I will be able to pick up a few midnights so that I can get a 10 meter rig. I'm also looking, working on my class syllabus to teach and studying for the general. Oh, who knows? There's still two weeks left in April. <laughs> who knows? All the doors are still open until they're all closed. That's it. Charlene, congratulations. That's amazing. And that's Charlene, K-E-8-Y-B-Z. Thank you so much, Charlene. And uh, very and, excited for you. And let me let me be the first person to tell you that there is very much a ham radio thing of like when you meet another ham and they find out like Leia says, I'm, if I'm meeting you for the first time, hello, I'm K-I-6-N-A-Z. I'm an amateur extra. <laughs> I met multiple hams that will say that to you. And then you will in turn reply, I'm Leia. I'm a technician. And then the following question will be, when are you going to get your general? <laughs> right? It, it, it's always like this, not all hams, not all hams, right? Not all hams do this. Charlene, you have your license. You have privileges based on those license. I highly encourage you to explore the places those things will take you. You can do satellite communications now. You can do really interesting things with packet radio. You can talk on repeaters. You can work simplex VHF, UHF. You can work low signal, single sideband on the upper band side, uh -huh. uh, communications with people. There are so many things you can do with just your technician license. I highly encourage you to explore those things. The amount of stuff you will learn from just playing with the license you have right now will make you going into general that much easier. At the same time, if you want to hustle into general and extra, nothing wrong with that either. Either way. It's, you can do it both. Is, either way, the hobby is here for you. We're here for you. Everyone is here for you and supporting you. All righty. I, I, I felt that. Yeah. That felt good. That, that felt good oof. saying it. All right, oof. Ted Lasso. Yeah. I put a sign up on the door. <laughs> Believe. Believe. That's right. I was going to do that anyway. 
above the above the front door and then when we take the kids we to tap school, it you tap it yeah you, you jump really high you make them tap it every time they leave okay yeah it's it's always really crazy that that actor is such kind of a a jerk oh yeah terrible in jerk. comparison to the, the i think he skipped he out on his child support that's wild like how like as a character actor, which he is, like yes. he has to put himself into the character, right? How does he feel? Oh, that he... no, no, no. You don't know how Ted Lasso started? What? The the Ted Lasso character. You don't know how Ted Lasso started? Oh, he was like a broken dude? Oh, no, he got his wife divorced him. No, no, no not the show. The character. No. The, you, the, the real human? The human it's based on? It, what do you, it's not based on a human. Okay. Okay, so originally Okay. Ted Lasso was an ad character created by this the actor who plays uh Ted Lasso. What's his name? I don't even remember. He was originally supposed to be like a jerk mm -hmm. and then they rewrote him to be the opposite of what a quintessential coach would be considered mm -hmm. so he created the character in 2001 jason yes jason sudeikis he created the character in 2001 um when they were both performing comedy right who's both uh, him and Brendan Hunt. Okay, I'm like, what, what, who? Is, is, I think Brendan Hunt is. Um, is Ted Lasso now a person? He. No, is, Brendan Hunt is. I think Beard, Coach Beard. Oh, they were doing comedy together. Yeah, let me. Oh my god, what a deep dive this is turning into. Yeah, I'm a big. Yeah, he's Coach Beard. I thought this was going to turn into a whole Garth Brooks alter ego thing. What? Oh, you thought that he's two people? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with. Like when they went on tour, you, you mentioned they like collectively, Sudeikis and Ted Lasso. So they had originally Chris Gaines, right? That's the alter ego of Garth Brooks. I don't know anything about Garth Brooks. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Gaines. That's where he puts the soul patch on. What? Yeah, he literally has like. Oh my god, this is a whole thing. Oh, we're not doing we're not deep diving this. We only on have one more email, so go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Garth Brooks made okay. an alter ego, which is him is himself, where he pushes his hair forward and then has a soul patch uh -huh. and it's Chris Gaines. Right. And he has uh like albums. And like a album, if not multiple albums. Okay. Where he plays Chris Gaines. Huh. This is there's an album release, The Life of Chris Gaines. Garth Brooks in The Life of Chris Gaines. I didn't even know you listened to country music. No, I was just really interested in this concept of someone who is <laughs> as popular as Garth Brooks is, who made another person that he played. It was it's very man on the moon kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
God, now we're really going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Man on the Moon was the movie that Jim Carrey played in. Yes. Uh, and Andy Kaufman. Yes. Andy Kaufman had an alter ego that he would dress up as and go on talk shows. Oh, no. This is the Andy Kaufman wormhole. But then Andy Kaufman died and another actor continued to play that character, the alter ego, on talk shows. What? Which led to the persona of Andy Kaufman never really died and he faked his death. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. You did not know about this either then, right? No. I'm, no. I'm a big I'm a big nut when it comes to, like, this kind of stuff where people do <laughs> Andy Kaufman was a wild nut. Okay. So NBC Sports bought streaming rights to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tony Clifton was the alter ego of Andy Kaufman. I only remember Andy Kaufman from Taxi. Oh, I only remember Andy Kaufman from Saturday Night Live. I never watched Taxi. <laughs> I watched so much Taxi. Did you really? <laughs> I did. That was earlier than me. That was like, <laughs> that was older than me. So where were you watching that? Like WGN? Re Re no, it was like. You catching this on the WGN? No, the same way I watched a ton of I Love Lucy. and uh, Taxi. Where was Taxi playing in California? It was like on TV at night. Yeah, what channel? That's what... probably five. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, it's on seven. I bet <laughs> it was just like late night. I think Jeff Conaway. Was it Jeff Conaway who played Tony Clifton after he died? Uh, I don't remember. But anyway, so let me tell you about people. Ted Lasso. Okay, NBC hires Jason Sudeikis mm -hmm. to basically um, be this American bridge. For the for streaming footy. deal. For footy. Or for this show. Right. Okay. So he's supposed to play a coach mm -hmm. that was hired by the Tottenham Hotspurs. It's an English soccer team in the Premier League. Okay. He was a American football coach. Yes. Yeah. He was mistakenly hired to, <laughs> to coach them. Right. And he goes out there like a jerk. He's, this is what they want. They want the quintessential jerk coach mm -hmm. who is just screaming at the players. Throwing clipboards. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Sudeikis goes, okay, we could do that or. So this was his own. He already had this character, Ted Lasso. Like he, he already pre Yes, he pre already it had it. As the over jerk Over a coach. decade before. No, no, no. So no he not the jerk coach. The positive coach. Then NBC hires him to be this jerk coach. Oh. And he goes, no, you know what? Why don't we use this guy? That I've been workshopping for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he already had it in the back pocket kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And so he does this short TV spot, right, on uh, for the streaming service. Mm-hmm. People love him, love him, because people love toxic positivity. I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. <laughs> it, it does border on toxic positivity because <laughs> he never really snaps. Oh, aside from the, the, the therapy. He has com no, he has complete breakdowns. He's in therapy now. Yeah, I know. But 
Well, the, the, when the therapist shows up, that was a big thing where he kept going back and forth. With yes. her. that was it. That was actually it's a good show. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a good show. I like it. I, but anyway, let's. All right. Continue. Now it's time. Oh, my gosh. It's the final email. OK. The final email is actually um, about assisting Amanda Alden. Oh, co-host yes. of Ham Nation. Mm-hmm. This comes from Chuck. Chuck, uh, the, the email says, hi, Leia. This is Chuck, the pharmacist that told you uh, Amish stories in a podcast email. Yes. Thank you. I, I have a real fascination. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, Chuck provided information. And that's Chuck uh, WG5X that was sent to him uh, through Northern Colorado Amateur Radio Club, mm-hmm. um, which is one letter away from NARC. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's NACARC. NACARC. Uh, and uh, I'll just read the originating email. Um, it is uh, Hello, all. I'm sure. As I am sure you are all aware, uh, I, I don't think that most people were aware they might actually be, yeah. of absol- how absolutely serious um, Amanda's situation was. Uh, uh, Amanda K1DDN was hospitalized in the ICU of St. Francis Hospital over the weekend with acute pneumonia. After several days in the ICU, I am happy to report she is improving and has returned home but is on oxygen support and not completely out of the woods yet. That is a very severe uh, case of pneumonia. Uh, yes. So is there more to the email? You want? Go, I, go ahead. Okay. On uh, last week's show, a day beforehand, Amanda reached out to basically say, hey, um, I'm pretty sick. She thought she had COVID. And, and you know what? Amanda... It... <sighs> She is so incredibly reliable. Mm-hmm. So for her to like bow out being sick, it yeah. it was very serious. So I am obviously uh, I have not. Ham Nation has been running for ten years. Right. I've only been there for one. Yeah, Amanda's years. keeping it running. Amanda's keeping it running, and she's never missed an episode. Yeah. In my tenure, which again right. is only one year. Yeah. And so if Amanda says she can't do it, she, okay, great. We'll, we'll take yeah. over. We'll handle it. It's no problem. And I didn't hear from her for a couple of days. And then I was actually tagged in a chat on Discord that her husband, Jeff, had posted um, that she had to get transferred to the ICU. Right. So she was very, very sick. And it, it turns out that she had an acute form of pneumonia that is apparently rare or it happens rarely, particularly to young people. Amanda's you know, yes. young. Um, so the the effect of it was that you know, she, she went through the ringers, very difficult to breathe. Thankfully, she is now out of the ICU and she is on oxygen. Uh, but it's likely something that she's going to have to be on oxygen for a while to recuperate. Right. And I and I know Amanda. I don't know if you're hearing this, but 
she values her privacy and you know appreciates all of that and so i i just want her to understand like we all we all care about you we care about you and jeff and and we just want to help you and support you in the best way we can um but yeah it it was really sad to hear and we we have exchanged text messages and yeah. haven't talked yet. Obviously, I don't want her to have to try to talk. Uh, but yeah, she's still trying. She's already looking towards next week's episode of Ham Nation. Oh my! And goodness. trying to line up, line up an alternate host to step in. Oh, because she feels so bad about it. And oh, so she it's like, shouldn't. She I know. Shouldn't. I know. It yeah. it hurts me. It's like, oh, man, it's okay. We'll we'll make do. But she she's amazing. And anyway, continue the email, and we'll we'll keep talking. Well, the email continues, as we all know, even the best insurance in the world does not cover all of the expenses related to high level critical care, such as Amanda required. There will be thousands of dollars in uninsured medical expenses facing Amanda and Jeff. It's time for all of us to reach into our pockets and help out. I have set up a GoFundMe page to assist with these expenses. I will drop this link in the show notes. Uh I will act as trustee of the funds through the Law Center PC so that you can be sure that 100% of the contributions go to pay uninsured medical expenses. God willing, there are excess funds. Those will ultimately be donated to an amateur radio-related 501c3 once we are sure all uninsured expenses are covered. Amanda and Jeff has, have contributed so much to the ham radio community. This is our opportunity to give something back to them. Please give what you can, and thanks for your generosity. Now, typically, this is not something we would do. We don't normally share GoFundMes, um, or mainly because there are so many scams out there. We, we vetted the person who is running this. Right. You know, down to like bar license and everything like that sure so um and this person is obviously um also involved with uh rocky mountain ham so which amanda and jeff are very active yeah in for both as a ham club but also in aries amateur radio emergency service she's very right. active in and obviously now she is uh part of the division her division in the awrl Yes. As voted in, right? Yeah. So huge to the ham community. Um, obviously very important to to running Ham Nation is the lifeblood of the show. She really is. She is. Yeah. Um, and she's she's so important to Ham Nation, the HRCC community, mm -hmm. uh, such a um a critical part of all of it. So we want to support her. Uh I think the goal has been reached already, but I also sure. feel like the amount listed in the goal is, it's probably less than what they actually need. I, 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 and, and this is, this is dipping into the realm of like information, private information I won't talk about, and I won't go much further than this, but I do know that, they, that I believe she had to be transferred yes. between hospitals. And when you're talking about just getting in a vehicle, that's emergency related yes thousands of dollars easily i don't even know that five thousand dollars covers that even with insurance right yeah so that alone i'm like okay you know of, of course whatever amanda needs we'll, yes. i'll help to support however i can we'll help to support however we can yeah absolutely yeah 
So I'll drop that link in the show notes. Uh, Amanda, we are thinking of you. We hope that you get well soon and have a speedy and full recovery. Yeah. And as I always say with people who, you know, take the time, like take the time to get fully healed and don't don't be a member of the walking wounded. Yeah, don't because that's only going to prolong it and it may even affect you down the road. Just take the time because I, I don't know. Amanda strikes me as the person. It's like I imagine she's like climbing up the walls to get out of and, and start doing things again. Get on the radio, you know, start running the nets again and all that stuff. It's like take the time, get fully healed. We'll all be here and we welcome you back the moment you're you're ready. And to be clear, there's no way that Amanda would have put up a GoFundMe for herself. I yeah, I I, she, I don't yeah. I don't think she would. No. Yeah. I don't think she would. So uh which actually makes me want to give to her even yeah. more. So <laughs> Yeah, wow. Well, I'm not ending it on the happiest note, but the good news is that she is home. So that's yes. the first thing is that she was in the ICU. She had a very, very serious case of pneumonia. And I'll get, well, she'll probably tell us all details about it when we, you know, when she comes back to Ham Nation. Uh, but it was enough of an emergency that, you know, having pneumonia at a young age and being admitted to ICU, that's like a serious yeah. ailment. And then I'm thinking now on the back end, you know, if you're like a month being on oxygen, that's serious. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a big time effect. Absolutely. That's not just like what you went through with, you know, whatever the intensity was, but the recuperation from it. Yes. Right. Is a big deal. And going through the recuperation the right way, healing your lungs, really, really important. So anyway. But I am so proud to be a part of a community that really stepped up. Oh, yeah. The Ham Radio community and, I mean, the GoFundMes and just the the support of people. I mean, if you think about, I mean, not even the GoFundMes, because we we are seeing more of that. You know, we're, yeah. I guess we're hearing more of it. It's probably always existed to a certain degree. But just also, like, you know, word of mouth, like, let's help out this ham. They're making a cool thing, you know, all that stuff. Like, that happens just all the time. And, And that's another beautiful aspect of this hobby and one that, you know, it should be reminded that oh, yeah, it's like a it's like a secret fraternity. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not secret. It's, I mean, it's everybody. You, 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 you can pass look up the poop. test and then you get the decoder ring. And you, <laughs> if you play the ham nation backwards, <laughs> it's actually a message. Number nine. It Number lines nine. up with the dark side of the moon. From Pink <laughs> Floyd. You also have to play Wizard of the Oz. <laughs> that's the only way you get the message i don't know if you knew that uh, but that's the secret uh no but i mean like the community of it is uh um just amazing as far as hobbies go yeah and the support that comes Absolutely. across so. yeah well hams are heroes you know yeah hams yeah. are heroes I think that's uh, going to do it for us this week. And, you know, we appreciate you all taking the time to send an email at leah at hamtactical.com. And, hey, if you made it this far, this is kind of like your auditory version of giving us a YouTube thumbs up. So maybe turn that into a review over on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course. And we would appreciate it. Until we talk at you again, enjoy the Korean transmit transmit. I'm so transit. I'm so hammering. Can we transmit on the Korean transit? Well, we'll find out. <laughs>
73. 73.